And welcome back to Skytech, everyone. Today's episode, we're discussing the Tarkov TwitchCon Arena event. A big tournament with some of the Tarkov streamers in the category competing each other. It's kind of a showcase, kind of an event. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, followed by that, we're going to be talking about some React content, Reaction Inception, as I like to call it. And then we're going to... Jump back to Tarkov with some M995 stuff with the late game, followed by investigating the dark arts of RMT. And then we'll round off with some miscellaneous gaming topics. So, yeah, how's your week been, Giga? What you be, <laughs> I say what you've been uh, up to, but I've, I've seen a little bit of it. You see, Oh my god, <laughs> you've seen a little bit. This week has been uneventful and painful on mm. the Tarkov side. I didn't do uh, my stream on Tuesday because I had to go to toddler nursery parents evening, which is very funny. Um, but on Monday, we basically did part of... So what I'm working towards, like just taking a step back, what I'm working towards broadly is Lightkeeper. And to get Lightkeeper, you need to do certain missions. I've done pretty much all the missions that you need to do except for Peacekeeping Mission, which is the reason why I had to do Lendlease again and find the damn vertexes and... Uh, those CFDM radios. So I've done that. Got mm. got to peacekeeping mission, but my only issue with it is that it's just it's just a bit boring. Like peacekeeping <laughs> mission is one of those things where I feel yeah. that I might just put some time in outside of the stream or whatever. Like it, it's fine, but like one of the raids that you know we had that crazy streets raid. I was wearing the blueberry stuff, but like I got no scav kills at all. Ended up killing a load of PMCs, and that that raid was great. But I didn't get any progress towards peacekeeping at all. And it's like well, I'd probably rather just not actually have the blue on and playing in a way that avoids PMCs. It's just not really very interesting. So I think I'd probably rather do that in a more time efficient way rather than doing it on stream. Because yeah, Monday it was fine, but you know we had we had some I had some fights with people. But you're just always at a disadvantage when you fight PMCs. It's just kind of painful. The so Tuesday was a you know it was skipped, and then Thursday I was like, well, the other side of the quest that we've got to do to get to the Lightkeeper pathline is Tarkov Shooter Part Seven. Now I don't like Balties. This is no secret, and I have been slacking very very hard on the whole bolt action stuff. And my sniper level is level one. Now, you do start off at level zero. So I have gone up like one level. I mean, you need 10 skill points for that. But I've gone up one level just doing like Tarkov Shooter one to three, I think, early on in the white, just for some XP. Because it's not that hard. And you can, you know, you can kind of just chill and do it. It's not, not too bad. But I always get stuck on Tarkov Shooter part four because you need to get to level three sniper, four sniper. I can't remember. Level three sniper. I, I can't actually remember which one it is. I'm sure it's level... I actually have to look it up now because um, I... Yeah, it's level three. Yeah, it's level three sniper. Um, and being level one sniper, that's like it's quite a long way. And you, you should, in theory, like slowly build it up over time and like bring a motion in and reload it at the start of raid and throw it <laughs> in a bush. But it's just like I just haven't been bothered to min max that and couldn't be yeah. couldn't be asked. So I've done all the other quests. Please give you missions not going to be that difficult. And you just grind away at it and it eventually gets done because it's just scav kills ultimately. But then yeah, to get Tarkov Shooter Part Seven, I have to do this. So I was like, well. I guess we should we could try the new Shooterborn as well because if we're taking a Bolty, we may as well combine it with Shooterborn in Heaven, which I haven't done either. Sure. So, and I've got like some random quests on Shoreline, so like plant markers and stuff, like wet job or whatever, like miscellaneous things that I just haven't mm -hmm. bothered with because I've tended to hyper focus on like maximizing XP to get to level forty two rather than like only questing at the expense of everything else because I'm not like dead set on getting cap or anything. So anyway, we tried it yesterday. We did not get a single... Uh, I actually don't even know if we got a single kill um, with bolt actions, which was extremely painful. It definitely didn't get any headshots at all. The best raid was one where we had like two people pinned down 
or three guys. There was like a team fighting down in pier. Took some shots at one guy, he disappeared. The guy ran up the beach, took some shots at him, but just like whiffed everything and got killed. And then there was um, a guy who was like a relatively clear shot, but he was he was running, so it's like really hard to actually. I was like, ah, oh, I, I always like take my shot too early, so I like waited and waited and waited and waited and waited. There was no real opportunity where he stood still or anything, so I actually ended up having to let him go. Like I was looking where I was looking from was I was on the little overlook over power station, but on the uh, on like the tunnel side of the map, let's say. Okay. Yeah. So. On the overlook, there's like the little road in front of you. To the left is power station. In right. front of that is the um, gas station. He was like running right to left and going towards power. And I was like, well, I just can't really catch him. And then in the corner of my eye, there's like a team of two who were actually like trying to sniper. I think they had little like interaction, but no, no one killed each other. Hmm. That's what I heard and brought me over to that location in the first place. There's a team of two over on the right over by Spine. And they're actually trying to get some snipes off. So they're like kind of like moving, like, you know, aiming and stuff. And I'm snipes like, oh, these guys are you or snipes off on the guy running? On, on the guy running, so they had okay. a little fight first. So they didn't. None of them knew where I was. So this team of two, because they're not like just sprinting through the open. Like this first guy was like questing or something. So he was like not staying still. He wasn't looking for people. He was just trying to be hard to hit. So I had to kind of leave him. The other guys were like scoping in and like searching for dudes, which is actually easier to get a headshot on those people if they don't know where you are, obviously, because they're like you're slow when you're when you're ADSing. Even if you're moving, you're like much slower when you're strafing around. And I had, um, I think on that, on that one, I actually had an M700. Like we started with VPO, with APM, which is fine, but we upgraded to the M700 for like faster bullet velocity and just like better zeroing and stuff just to, just to try it because it's like nice and light and it's a fun build. Anyway, tried to take a shot at one of those guys, just like couldn't make it connect. As I'm like fighting with, with them, I like take off like one or two shots maybe at those dudes. Then there's a sound to my right, like really close. It's like somebody super, super close to me. I'm just like, oh crap. So I like get up, throw a grenade over that way run with my like usp pistol sort of towards the wall area who do we meet the very first dude who was like going alongside the the, the power station edge and i was like oh god so i had like this usp and like tried to usp the guy but i just got shot and killed and i was just like man what like we don't see anybody uh, for like four raids in a good plot in a good space and then like in one one session we've got like this guy running in and flanking yeah, us here right. these two guys sniping over on here a guy right next to me just so happens to like i don't know maybe he's part of the squad of the two sniping on the ridge who knows but I was like, oh, it's just like so unfortunate. So I was just sort of dying there again. I was like, this is so bad. I think I just like put my head on the desk. I was like, I hate this quest, man. Like, it's, this is so <laughs> awful. And it's one of those things where I'm just like, do I even want to bother with Shooter Born in Heaven still? Because like, I haven't, I haven't bothered with it for ages. Like, since I first got Kappa, which was the one time that I got Kappa like two years ago. Like, actually more than that, three years ago. Do I even want to bother doing this quest? Mm -hmm. Like, I have limited time on stream. Am I going to spend the next month doing this? No. Like, I thought maybe it would be a bit easier. Like, I think I've got to change tactics slightly. Like, I can just lower my survival rate, and rather than going with scopes, I can just go in with red dots and just try to, like, point blank people. That's an alternative. So maybe we try that again at some point. But I just, like, you're at such a disadvantage with Baltis. Like, I'm not used to playing with them either. So there's a, there's a learning curve to jump over to get there, try to be good with them. And it's just, it's just hard, man. It's just, it's just really hard. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like for the time being, Unless we get bored and run out of stuff to do, I feel like I'm just going to reload a most into level four, <laughs> skip over it, Classic. because there's just like not really any need. Like people were pointing out to me, actually, it's relatively, it's like kind of easier now to do the stuff that you need to do, because mm. you could just pay for mentors. So if you do, um, I, if I do one more wet job quest line, because I, I stopped doing those like boring quests, because there's nothing really that you get unlocked from them. If I do that, I can get a mentor and I can just pay for three sniper levels. 
not as important anymore because of the, like the way the tiering works. If you do want to go for Kappa, you need to get to level ten Sniper. But Shooter One gives you five, and Shooter Eight gives you three. So there's like there's plenty of Sniper right. levels to go around, and Mentor yeah. gives you three as well. So like you can technically do it whenever. The only issue is that Tarkov Shooter Six, I think, requires you to be level seven Sniper. So it kind of like bottlenecks you a little bit. Like, and am I going to complete Tarkov Shooter Six? Or am I going to get am I going to get Shooter One in Heaven done before I reach Tarkov Shooter Six? Like, no, there's no way. So it's a bit of a bottleneck. So I'm like, well, see. maybe I need to do, maybe I do need to get to sniper four like naturally. So then I can pay for mentor to get to level seven to then just bypass that mechanic and not have to do the shooter born. Because obviously I can't do shooter eight because I haven't done shooter six because I need sniper level seven. So it's all a bit of a like, you know, da, 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 da. so I think I'm just going to have to get to level four to make it work and be sensible. Because all, all I need to do to get Lightkeeper is get to get target shooter seven done, which isn't actually all that gotcha. hard necessarily. Um, and peacekeeping mission. Those are the only two I have left, and then I'll have network provider. I already have the CFDM radios, and I think all the other items, so I can just like whip through that one. That was by far the hardest one, along with assessment, just because it takes a bit of time. You have to kill people in lighthouse, and that just takes a bit of time. But that's like a PvP quest. That's not too bad. Um, that's okay. But yeah, dude, honestly, it's just like so brutal. I'm not. I'm not a bolt action guy, and trying to go mm-hmm. from a standing start on that is so hard. It's so hard. Yeah, I mean, honestly, my buddy, who's uh, very religious about uh, the old Mosin loading meta, I mean, he, you know, he, that's just, like, the way the mid-max, if you don't want to, like, actively do the uh, the shooting, actually shooting the gun, using how it's supposed to. But yeah, it's just, like, Mosin every raid, you know, classic shoreline interchange, you know, mm-hmm. customs, whatever. But, like, those two maps in particular, because... You pop the SJ. The best thing about it is that you can sprint while reloading, while gaining points. So, like, you're already going to be sprinting for a long way, so you might as well be, like, loading the Mosin. But, I mean, you know, speak a little bit to the choir because, uh, or wait, preaching the choir because I don't really. That's not the right saying, but the point is, I really don't do that anymore. Mm. Even though I, you know, it's it's a good thing. If, if you, like, really care about it, it's a good thing to do, but it does get very stale very quickly because it's so, you know, it's not really fun, engaging gameplay compared yeah. to, like, actually shooting and using the gun. Like, I really wish, I you know, let me say this before, but I really wish that they would, maybe they will, because I've heard them mention skill rework and the next, you know, the patch, you know, the, the Tarkov patch of all patches you know five million feature list uh that mm. maybe they will put in a system where you know you get headshots it gives you more points you know like five flat points or something I mean, that's probably too yeah. much but you know it's something where it's like because literally it's like if you're gonna actually shoot them it's best to shoot them in the leg to gain points and then the better strategy to beat that is just reload the mosin so it's like i don't know it's not it's not great yeah, it's pretty bad, honestly. It's I think it's like shooter born in heaven. It's a quest. It you know it's fine. It, people right. people like to do it. It's like it's a thing. Um, I get it. It's like it's just it just is so time consuming. I think that's the issue. Like maybe I'll be better with the red dot thing because I've always quite enjoyed talk of shooter three, but that's on factory. It's a different ball game. Yeah, it's just uh, there's so many more like players doing that kind of stuff there, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. But the, the problem I find is, yeah, unless you're just going to like reload the Mosin over and over when you get into raid, even early wipe. I know like the, you know, the, the Chad like meta, yeah, I'm going to get Capra in like, you know, 10 days kind of mm-hmm. situation. They're like, oh, you just use the Mosin from level one until level 20 or something. And I'm just like, that's all well and good. But like anytime I get into a, a fight with the Mosin, like 
I just die. So every, every time I'm going to like completely like gut my early game for the sake of like sniper skill points. And you actually have to get hits with them too, right? You have to kill scouts mm-hmm. with it and stuff. Like it's just, I find them really, I find them hard to use in general. Um, and so it's like, you know, what's the cost on my survival rate and not actually getting things done because I'm trying to use a Mosin to, to finish this like one quest line that like I may or may not even care about actually. So I like understand why people do it, but <clears throat> yeah, it's hard to motivate yourself to, to want to go do that. But you know, the thing is like, if we don't end up doing that, there's is a good question. Somebody actually votes, you know, what do you do once you reach level 42? And I think it's a good, it's a good point, but I like, we kind of talked about this a little bit before. Like I've still got a few things that I want to finish. I went and did some labs and got the GPSA. So I've got Intel three, but I didn't find the MCC. We had like, very low extract rate on on labs to be fair i mean on on all of the on all the times when i actually found an item i managed to leave which is good and so i think that's kind of like a playstyle thing it's like if you haven't found anything you're kind of incentivized just to like rush around like an idiot trying to find the stuff and like going to the hot spots to grab the good items you know so like i found a ledux on one of them um and took that out of raid got that out and found the gpsa and took that out of raid but then all the other raids where i didn't really find much ended up most of the time just getting killed because i was just like we may as well push it because like it's only cash right like <clears throat> what have i got on me just guns and things i can i can get more money i could always come back to labs and do more stuff but i could only look at those hot spots right you know right. When, when i'm in when i'm in raid and i may as well just go and if we die in pvp then like so be it um but then outside of that like you know i still personally have to go and kill caban to go and finish gunsmith and you want to get to level 45 to get bp um yeah like shooter born is like a, a task if you want to get m61 then you have to do shooter born so that's like if you want to do that then you, then you could do that if you want to so there's like a few other things you could do and lightkeeper obviously there's like other stuff you can do like i was arguing on my stream about like how there was an advantage going for lightkeeper and people were like well what was the point doing lightkeeper last wipe and i was like well it made the end of wipe event a lot easier because you had to do two makeup quests if you didn't bother getting him you had to do like two watered down versions of the kind of network provider like path to lightkeeper thing you still have to find some irritating items i can't remember what it was but it was like cufdm raid like one cufdm and like a like a vertex or something it was like it was something annoying there was like yeah. two quests you had to do but if you'd already got like if you didn't have to do it and if i'd had to do those first two quests i don't know whether i'd have completed it in the time limit you know so i'm like well like, bsg obviously think <laughs> like is important mm-hmm. we know bsg don't really think kappa is important so i don't like having kappa i don't think will ever be i mean if it is and yeah rip me i guess but like, <laughs> right. i don't think having kappa will ever be like an end of wipe event requirement whereas like lightkeeper clearly can be because he's part of like the law or whatever like nikita's always said that kappa was just put in there as a stupid thing to let people grind for something towards the end right mm-hmm. so i still do want to get to lightkeeper for that purpose mm-hmm. depending on what happens at the end like you know yeah even if it's two lines of stash or something like it's nice to be involved in that like if you don't have it and then you're like really blocked because you can't do it you're like well right. i just can't really participate it just feels kind of bad so so yeah we'll see i don't know I don't know what we're going to do exactly yet with it, but uh, I think I'm just going to yeah, focus on the most reloading thing and then just get on with the Tarkov shooter quest line, like min-max mm-hmm. it to get to seven and then try to do Lightkeeper and then we'll all come back and think about it another time later when we've got you know nothing else better to do. After Maybe we'll do Caban first and get to level 45 first and all of that stuff and then maybe we'll start using Bolties or whatever because like, since I started doing these annoying quests, dude, like, I've been level 42 and then I just haven't leveled up. I'm just level 42 permanently now because like I'm not doing the other quests to actually get any XP and it's, it's quite a lot to go from 42 to 43 to 44. Like it's a lot of XP. So if you're getting, if you're dying a bunch, you know, you take, you kill like two scavs and then die. It's like, you, how much XP do you get? Like 1,500? You know, that's a lot of raids, you know, if you're not actually questing. So, uh, 
Anyway, anyway, there is exciting Tarkov news, like you alluded to in the intro, which is the Battlestate Games' first ever Tarkov Arena tournament, which I think is actually a really cool way to showcase it. So far, we've only seen arena gameplay from, I guess, devs. Um, and some people have been able to play it, but there wasn't any footage. So he's near Glorious and a few people played it. Um, and then I think it was in Japan as well, but there was no footage. So this time at TwitchCon in Vegas, going to be the very first time that we're going to see people who basically like, you know, play at the top level of the game and their take on how this works. And what's interesting, I guess it's like a, a slice through of the people going to Vegas because, you know, only a certain section of the community can actually go. There's quite a large diversity of players playing, which I actually think is really cool, honestly. So the teams, there's four teams. And it's, so it's got Willis, Jinji, Clean, Sheaf, and Stankrat on one team. So like, that's like the full play styles, right? That's like Shift W Chad, like realism guy. You've got, <laughs> uh, you've got you know, the, the rat. You've got, um, you've got movement hero. You've got uh, you know, loot queen. And then you've got uh, Baddy, JV Bay. It's Reefy, Fudge, and Tweak. Another team, Landmark, Miss Dunks, Avni Dude, who, you know, we love Avni. Um, Tay and M3D, and then Gino, Arsene, Ash, Genticles, and, and Hutch. So it's going to be fun. There's like a whole range of people, like people who like main Tarkov, who don't main Tarkov, who are like more casual, who play in different ways. I think that's actually really good. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, obviously, you know, Lamarck and like Willis and those guys are just going to like absolutely annihilate everybody, but it's going to be cool to see what everybody's takes are on it. Yeah, and it's not sure. all shift W chads, and so the couple of people who are—it's not like you know, there's like three guys who play like normally, and everyone else is just you know completely cracked out of their minds, so they're just going to get dunked on the whole time. There's like a couple of guys who are like extremely good, um, and then a, a whole bunch of different playstyles. So it's going to be—it'll—it'll it'll be pretty funny. That's happening tomorrow. Um, I put those listening. It's actually Saturday or Sunday, so I guess the YouTube vids will be out by the time that this um, this has come through, which is going to be fun. Um, I'm actually quite sad. Like, I was trying to make this... I was trying to make oh, it work really? so that I could go to TwitchCon. I was, like, really, really thinking about it. I was actually talking to, like, friendly guy, and... Because uh, he, he's going, and I was like, ah, oh, you know... He, like, had some accommodation and stuff, and I was like, oh. If it wasn't this weekend, like, I think I might be able to make it work, but I've got, like... We're going to a... Like, a, a special show thing for my two kids' kind of, like, birthday, and then we've got their, like, um, their joint party, like, on the Sunday. And I was like, oh, I don't, like the Saturday thing, I was like, it's not necessary. So I was like looking like, could I go Thursday, like fly <laughs> back Saturday night, like make it for the party on Sunday. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. If I, I'm just going to I'm just going to make both things crap. If I try and do this, like yeah. I'm not going to want to leave. I'm going to leave like in the middle of like it all getting started, really, on the TwitchCon side. And then I'm going to miss a load of stuff here at home, which is like, you know, quite important, really. And I'd really like to go to and just be tired and then just not really enjoy it on Sunday. So I'm like, whatever. Maybe I'll go next year, you know, hopefully it comes at a better time. But um, it doesn't help that it's in Vegas as well, which for me is like, it's quite, quite a way. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's the, the wrong side of the state. Mm-hmm. So it's, that's a, that's a long old flight. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, it'll be interesting to see what comes out. I'm actually just talking about this, like I just, just remembered. I mean, it's not like a piece of news in particular. Have you, you see nice guys putting out some daily tweets, tweet videos on Twitter. You should go and see, because it's basically his like, official slash unofficial he just like he just put it there he was like well i'm not gonna wear the balaclava the whole time i've got the contacts and da, 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 all this stuff but like i'm not gonna wear it the whole time because like that's completely insane so here's my face hello everyone and it was just like oh my god nice guy face reveal on twitter so if you want to go and see what nice guy looks like you can look on his twitter he's gonna be doing daily updates with him talking about what's been going on and stuff so i thought that was quite fun i was like oh 
We only seen him dressed as a clown, which was sort of like not. <laughs> that wasn't quite. <laughs> I don't know if I remember if I even remember that. Well, I'm just. Did he clown. actually have full makeup on? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. So like, he showed Damn. him like normal, but you couldn't really see right because it was like a full clown face yeah, thing going that's on. Funny. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> anyway, I thought that I was kind of like because I just clicked on it and then I was like, oh, hello, <laughs> just like impromptu face reveal, like out of literally nowhere. Um, but that's cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, arena gonna be awesome. Yeah, pretty neat. I will be curious to see. Uh... <laughs> so I'm, I'm actually. You know, it's funny. You miss, <laughs> I was laughing earlier because you mentioned Amy Dude, and I thought, you know, oh my god, is he gonna dress up in trash bags and hide in trash bags? <laughs> 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 if there's no trash bags, that team stands no chance. Because <laughs> he has this video where he's like hiding in the trash, and it works. I haven't actually so... seen it yet. I don't actually. I don't know if it's a video. I'm just. I think I saw a short, like a stream. Maybe he's making to a video. But it was so good. A video. I've, I've not seen it, dude. Though. He killed like nine different players because and there was just piles of bodies around him. But he's just hiding in the trash. It's so funny, dude. That's it's insane. so funny. Yeah, it's actually really, really good. Uh, it looks like it'd be really good content. Um, but yeah, jumping back to the lineup here, as you mm. said, it's pretty, pretty, pretty good range. I would say representation. Um. I do think Willard's team is maybe a bit stacked. Like, I don't know everyone, but uh, from the people that I do know, Willard's team is probably... Also, I just, I really like Willard's. <laughs> like, I like his, uh, like, he's a very skilled player, but he's also, like, very um, laxed, you know, laid back about it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, he's be, pretty chill as far as, like, yeah. big guys go. Yeah. Like yeah, Willis, Jinji, clean sheep, stank right? It's like quite. Yeah, like sheep's really good. Jinji's really good. Clean, I think, is really good. Um, stank rat. Don't really know, but I know he's got the rat spots. So, you know, give him some time after a couple of rounds. He'll have a few rat spots, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, make a spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll already have like a work in progress spreadsheet. <laughs> preliminary results spreadsheets uh, so yeah i'm i'm uh that you know i'm looking forward to watching willers play hopefully i don't know can it, i guess they won't be it'll probably be just arena like bounce the game streaming i don't know if the actual any players will be streaming i uh, yeah i think it's just bsg yeah that makes sense i don't um, know who's kind of like i don't actually know who's hosting it and he's kind of casting on their channel. I don't actually know. Probably some Battlestate guys. I think Nice Guy mentioned that he had like thought about it, but decided against I think it or they something. asked him and he said no, because he doesn't really like going live in front of an audience. Like it is very different though, like doing YouTube stuff, because you can do it as many oh, takes yeah. you like. Like e even the thing that he put on Twitter, he was like, this is like take number four, because I need to keep this kind of short. <laughs> <laughs> but live, you can't really do that. It's hard. Yeah. Well, that's the best part about live. You just, you know, never know what's going to happen. I'm like desperately trying to find a nice guy dressed up as a clown on Twitter in the background. <laughs> it was like a long time ago. Yeah, but I, don't I feel know. like I vaguely remember it, but I don't know if I, I don't know. Yeah, um, I think it was when they did the whole nuke thing. Yeah, I mean, I re like, I, I, well, no, I think it was the wipe. It was like 1212 or one of the wipes. He was like, if it doesn't happen the, here, 
and he and it like didn't happen and he was like i'll wear a clown makeup or whatever but i don't i don't actually remember him i thought that was it i thought it was like oh we think it's the nuke and if the wipe doesn't happen with the nuke or whatever then like then maybe it's... maybe it was the nuke i can't remember i feel like it was but i'm gonna i I'm gonna have to try and find it i really am that's like some time ago like a year it was yeah plus maybe Exactly. Um, I thought it might be like December twenty two, but I don't. I don't know. I can't. I can't find it now, so I'm not sure. <laughs> Hashtag clown guy. It was good. So yeah, I'm excited to see it. I mean, I just kind of want to play it now. Um, you know, as we said, like lots of people have real mixed opinions on Arena. I think it's going to be great for a warm up. I'm looking forward to being able to play it. Start at the end of the stream to get in and out of fighting and stuff you just get like yeah. more experience playing without having to do shift w in the actual game because that's all well and good and i do i do appreciate why it's so hard to get better at tarkov in many ways for shift w style gameplay and you know i'm not the best at it either really because when you're doing other things in the game you're not really incentivized to go and do that most of the time unless you're actually doing a pvp quest and half the time it's better not to do that if you want to get pvp kills because you can stand still or listen or be more careful and that doesn't it's not conducive with building your skills. And it's because you don't want to run in, die to somebody right. sitting still, right. and then have to load back into the map like five minutes, five minutes, yeah. you know, gearing up. It sucks. So it'll be great to just cycle through, like Scav Factory, like, and, like it used to be, pre-Karma, and you just go in full Thunderdome and boom, boom. One thing I didn't think about is how, like, are there any team marks and stuff? I'm not even sure. Is there, like, team damage in the arena? I assume there is. Yeah. But... As far mm-hmm. as I'm aware, and I mean, you have like basically they took the armbands and like expanded that a bit. So there's like multiple armbands, like one on your left arm, one on your right arm, one mm. on your knee, one on your head, maybe I don't know. But there's like a lot of like color identification. Yeah, for your okay. for your team. Yeah, maybe it will be okay. I forgot about that with the armbands, mm. but uh, that's that's the only thing that kind of scares me a bit because you know chronically solo Tarkov players it's just like suddenly have to play with other people. You can't just shoot on sight like. Oh no! You know, if there's no HUD or anything, then it's going to be kind of confusing. So we'll see. We'll see. But yes, I'm excited. When, when's it actually starting? So this thing is starting 12 p.m. Pacific time, which is what? Um, What's Pacific oof. for you? Is it four <laughs> hours difference between? Uh, three. So it'd be uh, three. Oh yeah. Three so yours is 3 p.m. And for East, me, it's like eight. Right. Yeah. Eight p.m. BST. Yes. Interesting. <clears throat> well, yeah. I'm at, yeah, I'm out all of Saturday, but if it's 8 p.m., that's actually pretty good. It means I might be able to watch it in the evening. Kind, kind of neat. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder how, how the tournaments can actually... Is it going to be elimination style, double elimination, round robin? Kind of curious about the format. But actually, there was a tweet that I saw from Hayes kind of about this. Um, and he said... BSG must feel very good about... I don't know where he got this information from, but he said, uh, BSG must feel very good about Tarkov Arena to be showcasing it on a grand stage at TwitchCon. It seems like they'll only be playing one game mode, Teamfight. Mm-hmm. Only four out of the seven maps are apparently ready to be played. The Bowl, the Box, and Resort are probably still in development. Keep in, play. Keep in mind the gameplay might look messy because players haven't played before. So, I think it's a Teamfight one, which he, he screenshotted. So two teams of five players fight for victory in seven rounds. Capturing objective points after the time expires will also lead to victory. 
it's kind of interesting. It's like objective based and also kill based. So we'll have to That's see. That's kind of interesting because it's uh, kind of like Counter Strike in that way. Where like one. Yeah. Technically, blood winning condition is eliminating our team. I mean, for CTs, it's. Uh, or sorry, for terrorists, that's not quite true. You gotta like plant the bomb, I think. Yeah, and then die. And then they have to defuse it. But if they don't get there in time, even if you're all dead, you can still win. As a CT, yeah. Or as a, as a, sorry, I meant as a T. So if you plant the bomb as T and then you, but then you die, but then they don't defuse it in time, you can still win, I think. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you could also yeah. like eliminate the CTs and yeah. not get any points. Whereas it's the CTs can eliminate the terrorists, you know, and, and win and get a round win. Uh, like as the TG, you still got to like do the objective. But anyways, yeah. uh, getting off topic here. <laughs> At least I think that's how it works. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm also like looking forward to seeing the <laughs> the post copium. <laughs> <laughs> if, if there is such a thing, you know. I mean, I'm not going to, like, be the guy that said I'm right. So I'm only going to do that, like, 50 times, and then then I'll stop. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm curious to see what uh, what their feedback's for. Because I know, I think I heard that Glorious had, like, some stuff to say about it, but I don't really, I didn't look into it. So I don't really Yeah, the remember. only thing that I remember, because I watched half of his thing, I, I remember him basically saying, like, he thought it was good and he liked it. Okay. Um, but he said that the way the loadouts were set up was kind of weird. Not necessarily that it was good or bad, I don't think, if I remember correctly. But he said that the loadouts were like all high tier armor and all low tier ammo. So like meta and high tier armor and, and weapons, but, but the ammo was like really bad. Which is sort of interesting because a lot of people have been like, well, you know, it increases the time to kill and right. makes, you know, sure. makes headshots more valuable. I mean, this is kind of the thing I would like because then you're your armor actually does something in that scenario, yeah. which is like much more preferable than being like, why am I even wearing armor? The, yeah. the one thing I did see in one of the, I think it's one of the footage is like they had a, a SIG, um, an MCX kit. And in mm-hmm. the rig, it had like three forty rounders with like AP or, or, you know, some like good ammo in it. Yeah, but then in the backpack it had two drum mags, but they were filled with like some flesh round. I don't even know what it is, like V Max maybe. So it's kind <laughs> of an interesting. Like I kind of see what they're going for, but I you know I don't know if the extra twenty rounds is ever worth it to do it. But I mean, there, maybe there's something there because then there's also this weird kind of like pivot point where let's say like all the kits on average their armor class is like five five and above, right? Then you got. Yeah. The ammo, let's say on average, the ammo is like class three and above, right? Hmm. So then it's like, uh, you know, it really like a, um, makes it hard to like shoot them in the armor. So then there becomes like this head meta or like leg meta. But then like that means that the guns that do have flesh rounds are like really good in that scenario. Because like you just shoot them in the head. It does the same damage as if you shot them with the armor piercing round. That can only pierce class three but everything's wearing class five you know what i mean so there is kind of like this weird thing going on so i don't know it it'd be curious to see with all the details but i'm i'm just looking forward to seeing all the feedback everyone because it's like a big group and like i know like there is some like um some different eu people but you know who cares about eating (laughs) (laughs) 
This is America, damn it. This is America. <laughs> All right. Uh, I yeah, did I see one kinda... random post. I think it was, was it was one peg, I think, talking about TwitchCon, saying that apparently Nikita may well be DJing the partner oh, yeah. party. <laughs> There's <laughs> also like... Really quite funny, if that's true. Battlesafe Games is presenting the purple carpet, which I don't, you know, this is like Twitch speak. I don't know what any of that is. I guess it's like the red carpet equivalent, but mm. like, dude, Vegas, she's like really involved in a lot of stuff going on here. That's the, I mean, to be fair, it makes sense because they've kind of the game, you know, they did a big marketing push with drops and all that stuff, like back when the game exploded. And ever since then, they've done drops, or whatever. They haven't needed to go like crazy because the game's kind of like taken off on its own. Mm-hmm. But now they're releasing Arena. It makes sense for them to, you know, step it back up again. So they want to be like sponsoring stuff, like get people in because they're trying to draw in this wide crowd now, right? It's not just for the Tarkov audience. This is for more than that. And they need to, this is kind of make or break for, for Arena, like how well it's received right off the bat. So it's going to be very important that they get it right, basically. Where's, where's, where's Church gone? <laughs> Hello, you disappeared. Uh, no, nope. what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, I was just saying that it's this is important for them a to get it right, to get the feedback, make arena good, do the marketing, get enough people in, and for them to want to play it. That's the thing. And so this is the marketing yeah. side. Having the streamers play it is a good thing, and yeah. having the community see it. You know, it's actually interesting having the community before we've even like tested it as EOD, having the top guys play and having the community just like watch. That's interesting on its own. Those guys will have their takes. Then the community will have their takes based on what they saw and what the <laughs> guys say. And it's like, it's almost like the, it's like the most sort of like hands off, like pre-test that you could do in some ways. Just kind of cool without like having to roll out to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll test it and whatever. But like, yeah, uh, it, it's, it's a big event for, for Tarkov and for Battle State. So I'm, yeah, I don't, I'm not surprised with them trying to, you know, drum up the interest by sponsoring right. things and being at the headline and the front of stuff. They want to bring in the bigger crowd as they can. Uh, yeah, on, I just want a quick thing is I, I did recently look up Google Trends um, for Escape from Tarkov, and um, which just kind of shows like interests from like Google side over time and peaks and whatnot. And um, you know, look at the history; like it's 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 grown a lot. And mm. uh, but the you know the thing I want to get to is. This patch was like a pretty significant decrease in interest. I mean, for obvious reasons, right? Like all the Tarkov people were were kind of like already feeling that from the patch notes, so it makes sense. Um, but I'd be curious to see with like Arena, because um, I was even like expecting to see some uptick from like Arena stuff, but it does like the Google Trends doesn't show that. Look- but that could be because I'm specifically searching Escape from Tarkov, not like Tarkov Arena. You know, maybe if you look at that term, it's, it'll see much difference. I don't know. I mean, I would think like Escape from Tarkov would kind of encapsulate a little bit of Arena stuff. But anyways, nonetheless, um, I guess my point is this is probably like the one big marketing event, like the first big one. You could say, yeah. Um, so I, I imagine we'll get a lot of, uh, or for B- Battle State games, anyways, they'll get a lot of uh, traction off this. 
Yeah, Shark of Arena is interesting. It had the because I just pulled trends up now while you because you mentioned it. Oh yeah, it had its biggest spike on like August the twentieth. But I presume that was when they announced it. I, I guess. And then since then, it's sort of trended. Obviously, it's like come off a lot, but it's just the interest is just like higher than it was. I mean, it's easy to look at the charts and sort of dismiss it. There's like a couple of spikes, I guess, when they've like mentioned it previously. It was like June the fifth, twenty twenty two. And then December the 25th, 2022, which is like two patches, right? Mm-hmm. And then August the 20th, which I, I think was when they like properly announced it relatively recently. But before then, you know, the, the usual interest on, because Google's like a relative one, it goes from one to 100. Like yeah. prior to it even existing, obviously there's nothing there. Afterwards, it's like five-ish. Kind of depends, but it's usually about five-ish. And then in the run up to this patch, it went sort of up to like, you know, 10, 9, 10, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And now it sort of runs at about 14, 12, whatever. So like the interest is three times higher than when it was first announced. It's twice higher than the previous patch. So like, it's, I don't know, like people are, people are in, interested in it. Yeah. Um, oh, definitely. I think it's just still, and it's like infantile stage. Yeah. You know, because um, like it, like technically it has a long history, but like, don't really count that you know what i mean exactly like this is the first real uh, i don't know in my opinion this is like the first real marketing uh, definitely the other stuff was like maybe <laughs> okay the other stuff was leading up to the first real one you know it was all one big real plan you see i mean over here on my whiteboard you can see i got the <laughs> the conspiracy theory yeah yeah no, it's, no we'll, we'll see it's, it is interesting but yeah, I mean, this is the thing. Like everyone in the Tarkov community knows it's coming, so it's really, it's really getting interest from outside of the Tarkov player base. People who just don't really think about it day to day, and then it's like, oh, look, at, this is cool. Actually, maybe I'll come and play this thing. Or like, oh, I bought EOD in the past because, like, I think Tarkov's got, you know, there's a there's a big sort of player base who've played and just moved on, who will probably come back to check out Arena. They're intrigued or interested, and a lot of people end up buying EOD. I mean, there's probably I don't know how many copies they've sold, but if you just sort of like try to average through like number of total players or whatever i mean i wouldn't be surprised if it's something like you know one and a half million or something like that i, w- I wouldn't be surprised if you just look at like different subscriber counts like passing and landmark are like you know in the high hundreds of thousands and like bsg themselves like some of the viewership on some of the videos like over the the years that it's been around there's lots of people who've come in and out so that bulk of player base that might come back could be a big wave um of people who like don't come back for the normal patches but they might come back for arena so it makes sense to try and make sure everybody knows that it's mm-hmm. coming. Yep. So yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So, yep, look forward to that this weekend. What should we talk about next? Um What is I, the next easiest sort of like most natural topic? I think everything <clears throat> else is kind of a step change from this, so. Yeah. Um I could talk about I don't so I watched Tiggs's uh, react video. I think it came up on my feed. Or no, I think I searched it out actually. And um... <laughs> this is the react video to my video, yeah? Yes, yes. I should just clarify that. And uh, I took a lot of notes, but I, you know, I don't think I want to go through all of them. Um, but, you know, it's overall for stars, I guess. I think it's pretty cool that uh, Tiggs watched your video and, like, had a reaction to it. Because you don't really see a lot of that stuff in Tarkov. Mm. You know, maybe for good reason. 
Um, <laughs> it's not necessarily the worst thing in the world, right? <laughs> I also don't think that many people put out videos like that anymore. That's definitely true. Really, you know, you have like Veritas's one that he did. Like Jesse does them sometimes, but you know, there's not that many of them that are done in that way. Like sometimes people put out sort of like rant type videos, or whatever, about like this and that. But um, I think partly because it's so structured, it kind of makes it easier to sort of like break down and critique and like because the points are very clearly laid out because that's kind of mm. how i wanted to do it so maybe that's the reason yeah it's also just really cool that uh that content in general those is doing well you know what i mean like mm. uh your video did really well which is really cool i think like it's kind of funny because i kind of i like i really like this type of content but it's like not all that popular. i mean it's hard to do i guess it's one thing right it's hard to, it's hard to do well anyone can tuck out our ass i mean i do it all the time what do you think we do here but um, yeah it's hard to do well like repeatedly as well yeah like it's true. kind of like one-offs right like oh i didn't even realize because when i think when we checked last time like when i'd done it it was like 70k it's like over a hundred thousand now yeah it's actually crazy. amazing the best video i've made for ages <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i think there's a lot of potential there but i think it's a lot of work at the same time um but anyways the uh so I'll just like gloss over a few of my notes. So one of the one of the things he mentions at the start was that devs hyper focus on cheaters, and I absolutely agree with this. I mm-hmm. mean there's good reason for it, I guess you could say. Um, but like you, the key, you know, you can't drop keys anymore. I was like, dude, I just I don't know. But they like the absolutely... is, I get it with things like marked him and stuff. Like the certain keys maybe they could just, you know, block those because they do it with certain items. It's like there's no rhyme or reason, really. It's like lead X is whatever. You can only hold so many and da da da. Like I know that it would be less intuitive, but I feel things like customs office key or whatever. Like that's probably okay. Yeah, I I don't know. It's just or like a a, a pipe for the hideout. It's probably all right. I mean, I can see why they did it though. But you know, looking at the RMT set, which we'll get into later. But I don't know. It's I just kind of hate it based off principle because it's like a, you know, it's like they're focusing on the symptoms and then B, it's like, I don't know, I just like, in principle, like, should you change your rule set based around cheating? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I just, I don't know. I mean, I, anyways, uh, moving on, there was one, one, I just got like a note here, like, he said something like eight. ATV is like worse than hatchlings, which is kind of just an interesting position for me because it's like I don't know. I feel like I'd rather like this is kind of the the irony of it. I find is like I see this take a like I think even like Glorious has a similar take which we talked about, but I just kind of like I don't know if I can like agree with it, and I feel like they're kind of like even like telling on themselves a bit like you know they, they say they want pvp but then they also say oh, that kind f- of pvp exactly exactly thank you for saying it it's just and i just find it kind of like like you're not being truly honest here you know what i mean i'm not saying i'm not saying they're like trying to intentionally be deceitful but just like their words don't match line up all the time there's a little bit of inconsistency but i mean like as far as having opinion that like ATV is worse than hatching, sure, but I just feel like you can't also be like, arg, the PvP, you know, like I just, you know, I don't know. 
Anyways, I also feel like on that particular topic, on my two senses, I th- almost think that those things are coming from two different directions because it's like that no one's actually running, but people are AVT running. But that's just because AVT is like bang for buck, just like insane. Yeah, it's really good. I don't think it's necessarily. Like, oh, if you took the ABT away, those people will now become hatchet runners. I don't think that's true, right? They'll just go to like, right. the next the next like minimum viable kit or yeah. whatever. I mean it's the the Bozo meta all over again. It's just now it's fully automatic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I still I mean, I still think they need to like tweak that gun and, and the class in particular. But anyways. It's just uh yeah, just kinda crazy to me. But uh yeah, so moving on, um, there was another thing that really rubbed me the wrong way. It was like, I just have a note here, like, these guys don't play enough to understand the issues, which is just like, oh, man, I really dislike that take a lot. It's like, basically saying that I know better than you because I, you know, it's kind of like invalidating someone's opinion or whatever. I mean, like, you haven't met the minimum requirements, you know, and like... I feel like there's some truth to that. Like, <clears throat> for example, I don't really value people's opinions on games where they haven't played like the entire game as much. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, if you have like a, especially if I disagree with your opinion, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, well, but like, in other words, I'm saying like, that's fine. That's your opinion, but I feel like you're missing. Uh, the context that I have with my opinion. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I played the game. I beat the game. We'll, we'll say a single-player game. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I don't know. There, I feel like there's some truth to it. Um, But I feel like it doesn't invalidate. Because there's, like, there's definitely people who... There's, like, issues that... Let's say you play a game, right? And, I don't know. You, there's... You play the game, it doesn't have, like, a tutorial, you're, like, really confused what to do, and then it's just, like, you're suffering constantly, and you just, like, quit, right? You're like, yeah, this game sucks. And it's, yeah. like, but the other guy, you know, he played the game, beat the game, he's like, yeah, this is the best game ever. And it's like, well, you just didn't stick, you, you just didn't get through the shitty part until it gets to the good part. And it's like, yeah, I mean, he may not be wrong, but there's still, like, a, the guy that quit has a very valid point. Do you know what I mean? It, yes, it was a shitty tutorial. Like, and it <laughs> put people no... off, and so they stopped playing. Right, and there's yeah. a portion of people that that's true for. Right, right. Yeah. No, I don't know. It's uh, I can't like as you say. It's kind of two things. The way that I see it is is very true for certain aspects. Like, I will always defer to Tiggs, Willers, Landmark, like any of those guys about you know m- movement or uh like aim stuff or mm. I don't know, like th- that kind of things, you know, like the high level skill things or about funny sure. hopping and, and things like that, because <clears throat> they're way better than me. That's that kind of stuff. And those like intricate mechanics of gameplay, they're always going to, you know, they're always going to be better than me. And at the top levels of play, the balance at the top level, like they just have a better eye for that than, than I do. Or like, you know, the state of labs or whatever, it's just like, I'm just not the guy to talk about that. That's fine. But there's like lots of other areas in, in Tarkov that, you know, I am knowledgeable about and I have, lot of time spent in it and it's a little bit like the the analogy is not perfect but it's almost a bit like the race car driver versus like the the guy who like builds the vehicle you know what i mean like the race car driver like he's faster at driving the car but he doesn't tell the engineer how to build the engine Mm -hmm. you know what i mean he can tell the engine guy like what he wants out of it 
but it's up to it's up to the dude who knows the technical details to actually get the performance out because there's come two completely different fields and i feel that like a lot of my critiques on the game come from like that aspect which is about like player behavior like the economy stuff like that you know like our background in finance and things so you know i know how how markets work how like players interact or people interact with systems in that fashion you know i have like i have like real world experience with that kind of thing um as well and that's more like that's more fundamental it's not just like playing the game but that's like overarching like decision making people's you know how, how people interact with systems and stuff like that so i think there's there's two parts to it there's two sides like most of the time i try to keep my critiques into the areas where i feel like I, i'm like I'm, I'm i am actually pretty risk averse in general like if if i don't know i won't make a video about it so i only tend to make a video like this when i'm pretty sure of other topics i'm talking about and I've like researched it thoroughly i never do these off the cuff those those videos usually take me like three days to like script out, like slowly, painstakingly piece together like the background mm. argument and then to display it in a way that I think is most logically um, understandable. Um, and I go like go back round and round and like look at all the flaws and try to address those in the video before anybody can comment and stuff. Um, which in this particular instance, I think I did a pretty good job at because there was actually very few people who were just like, well, actually in the comments, there was like almost none because you could like disagree with certain aspects of it and that's fine. That's just like opinion based. Like, oh, well, I don't want it to be like this. Like, okay, that's, that's fair enough. But there wasn't any like, oh, you, ha you haven't thought about this or you've missed this out. Like that doesn't make logical sense, blah, blah. There wasn't right. any of that. And so, and so that, that's the thing. It's like, it's, um, I think that there's, I feel in some ways that it's as, as it's important to balance the top end of the game, sure. I like that is important, but it's important as well to, make sure that we're thinking of like everybody through the player base and i feel like i represent more of that like middle tier of player as well mm -hmm. um and you know i try to think of the new guys as well but you know i typically represent the the typical player that's played for you know multiple wipes but doesn't full-time it right they have a, an actual like job or life or whatever and i don't i tend to because i have like loads of people who jump into the stream and they're like like oh you know i'm the same level as you or like oh i've managed to you know go go past you on level or whatever so it's like i'm kind of like keep up with the pack of like dedicated players who play every every wipe and that's like its own point of view as well so trying to marry up everything like we get to the end of the video right and and things is like oh I, I agree with pretty much all the stuff in here so yeah i'm not i'm not really bothered about it but uh yeah it's that's the thing it's like that view is valid in certain circumstances and not in others in my opinion yeah, and I feel like it would it would be, uh, it would behoove the the mechanic to you know hear the uh race car drivers feedback of like why car not go faster? You put more engine in it. <laughs> you know, I feel like it would be uh a bit of a disservice for the mechanic to sort of like brush off that opinion you know yeah not take it as there's he may not know what he's talking about in this situation but there's but he still has like it's worth investigating yeah i guess is what i'm saying you know what i mean it's like you just can't brush i mean you can you're a bit of an asshole but you just can't <laughs> brush off and vice versa right with the risk i don't know yeah exactly it goes both ways and that's why i listen to these guys right because they have yeah. valid opinions about the yeah. state of the game um but then um, yeah, sometimes I think like maybe there's some like nuance missed in certain aspects or sure. like you were saying about Hatchings versus AVT, I think there's like maybe some logical inconsistency there or if there's potentially 
Like the one that is the most one is like the oh we need to find a way it's terrible because you can't keep stuff in your container, but then oh we can fix hatch things by locking it. And it's like that's like that's not logically consistent, I'm afraid. Find a way it's terrible because you can't keep stuff in your you container. Because you can't because you can't like put something in you can't put a GPU in your container or a quest oh. item and then go for PvP and then if you die you've got quest progression. Right. Oh but what about hatchlings? Oh it's easy, we just lock the container. Yeah, like, yeah, I get you. That's yeah. like those two stances, like they're actually opposed. Like you can't, right, right. You know, locking the container actually does the thing that you said you didn't want on the other side. So I don't know, like stuff like that. All right. Uh, yeah. So my next one, um, speak of containers, he says on the long lines, like this idea of like no containers, like the same result if a cheater kills you. So like the argument is like, okay, we have containers now. You loot the item. This is very similar to what you're saying. GPU, you put it in your butt. What happens? A cheater runs and kills you. You die. You lose final rate. You can't use your free quest. If you lock the container, you can't put in your container. He runs and he was a cheater. Do same thing. He runs and kills you. You can't do it for your quest. You know what I mean? Like the only difference is you get to keep the item that's not found in raid. But like the argument is, is that you want it found in raid. So like they're basically the same thing. I mean, in a sense, I guess like yeah. I mean, I guess the words, cheater doesn't get it though if it's in your. Contain, it's true. Right? <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that. That's actually a good point. <laughs> Cheat denial. <laughs> yeah. It's like that amazing Tiggs clip. I actually really like that clip. You know, he's on labs and the guy runs across and he's got the LEDX and he's got it in his bag. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can see the door oh, and he's yeah, like, funny, puts it yeah. in his container. It's like super funny. If anyone hasn't seen that clip, it's actually hilarious. Um, <laughs> but like exactly that. Like, would a cheater kill you if it was in your secure container? Like, maybe not. Like, they're, they're cheating, but they can't get it out of there. So we know. Yeah. I know there was a. Remember there was a cheat for that like three years ago where you could like steal stuff out of people's secure containers? Uh, I think I've been hearing about it a little bit. Yeah. It's yeah, it got patched like really fast. But yeah, it was a long time ago now. But yeah, we haven't, seen, we haven't seen that for a long time. Yeah. Like people losing like Red Rebel and stuff out of their melee slot and things like remotely. It was very weird. <laughs> um, they talked about the balance between the ABT and SVD. Um, like, why would you ever use the SVD? <laughs> anyways um and like yeah it's like the trade-off there is like you're going for a bit of a play style trade-off you know it's like the avt it's like uh it's really good but like situationally really good like you want to be like yeah. ratting in a corner whereas like the svd is a little bit more versatile that's like what you're paying for <clears throat> exactly. in some ways you lose that ratting quote-unquote capability mm. um <clears throat> I'm gonna try to not read everything here because you know I just like wrote stuff as I was going on. <laughs> I said anyway, what uh, do you think? Yeah. So this one's interesting. There was this argument made that I'll just kind of read it. You know, I don't think this is like word for word, but it says the old economy was better previous swipes where more valuable because there was more barter trades. So the, the I think the crux of it was like, you know, in previous wipes, you could make a lot of money by, you know, selling these barter items, whereas now you don't make as much. And the one, like, and the reason, his reasoning for that was because he said, like, BSG had removed a bunch of barter trades from back in the day, like nuts and bolts. And I was like, I don't know, that just, like, didn't, strike well with me um like he was you know i think when he said it was the old economy was better he was in that sense what he meant was 
that you could make more money. I think a lot of it had to do with like, so like I looked it up. I won't pull it. I'll, I won't pull it up. But I looked up like nuts and bolts for like barter trades because I, you know, I didn't really know for sure. And like, if anything, the opposite was true. Like they've added more barters. Like there was like a few exceptions. Like way, way like pre twenty nineteen, I think. Uh, pre twenty twenty or twenty. Uh, anyways, way back in the day, there was like yeah. for like a nut or a bolt, you could get like a cobra site from Prepper, which you, they no longer have that. But that was like the only thing, and like the PM pistol, is it the nuts and bolts for the PM pistol or the shrimp? I think it's the shrimp. Um, it's the kite, I think. I can't. I actually can't remember now. Yeah, I can't remember. There, there's some pistol that you can barter for, and there's another barter. But my, my grander point is like a lot of the stuff is like that's been the that the pistol one has been there for a long time, and if anything, they've added more barters. And well, they're not necessarily barters, but they're hideout crafts. Like the requirements have only gone up for the crafting. Yeah, like the metal I feel fuel. Like some of it was the hideout craft stuff, but I think people used to value cases more highly. Like now, they just tend to trend down to like the value of the trader. But like when they were first there, everyone was like, "Oh, you can craft, you know, mag cases and stuff." And I think people used to like have more of them. Maybe you couldn't buy them as easily from the trader as well. I can't remember. Like maybe you could only. I I just remember them being more profitable than they are now. A bit, but I think it's niche. I, th- I think it's only a few items. I don't think it's affected that much. I think, like in general, Vato items are kind of the expense as most expensive as they've ever been, really. Yeah, well, like if anything, I feel opinion. like they're most um, consistent with uh, like that 10k price of slot mentality. Yeah, you know, because um, I, I think I think what he's saying is like back then, which I don't know when back then is, but I'm assume like pre founding raid, so like 2019. Uh, whenever Twitch drops happened, the big boom. Was that January 2019 or is that 2020? I honestly can't remember. I feel like it's 19. That's what I feel like, but I, it's not. I feel like it is. That feels like a long time ago, but um, yeah. If, does, if we go, if we go to uh, Twitch tracker, go and have a look. Oh, I've got to go to games. Oh. you can see it like relatively obviously there we go you can see relatively obviously on the chart if you do a big here we go mm, i think yeah it was jan 20 is when the game like really exploded yeah because it was like okay it was 2020 yeah it was 2020 okay. it was like nothing like before then it just wasn't really a thing yeah. and then it suddenly went crazy um yeah so i guess like i just I don't think he's right about nuts and bolts because, like the the, if anything, the demand for those has increased because, like previously, there was no demand because there wasn't any mm. crafting items. There wasn't there was like one barter item, maybe two, and they've only like added more to that stuff. So, if he's right, he's right for the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah, you know what I, I mean? see what you mean. Like. And this is kind of my point is like, it's just kind of, it goes back to that thing. Like you don't play enough to understand these issues. Um, touche. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, that's why I don't like that take is cause you, I just don't think it's a valid take. You, you can't say that everyone's experience and perspectives is different. It's not to say like, uh, anyways, I just, 
there's uh, there might be something true to what he's saying like the old economy was better like in terms of you can make more money i think that's probably the case and i suspect that's because the influx of players new players i don't know and the you know kind of like wild west flea market that was it's it's really hard to say honestly because now it feels like way more um what would you say consistent or like that's exactly stable? what i was gonna say i feel like making money is more consistent now yeah like for me the most the most profitable white was the one where bitcoin was like ridiculous pricing that's true yeah oh and then, it was you know, really that probably quick. had a major impact it inflated on the everything right yeah yeah that probably had a major impact yeah i didn't even think about that forgot about that actually mm. okay uh so moving on um i think this one yeah so final rate leave FIR people leave bad because it ruins the enjoyment of the raid for everyone, aka dead raids, which I I kind of agree with. I mean, I think I agree mostly with this. First ten minutes was an impactful, unless you rat. I rat now. I get to kill a lot of players. Um, yeah, again, I don't think this is real forward, but yeah, I kind of agree. It's like, yeah, FRI. I mean, it's partly because the spawns, but there's kind of like a multi reason, but like largely. Yeah, it's like after first ten, like the ten minutes are the most impactful. It feels like, like yeah, if you need a Ledex, you you need to get to first to the Ledex spawns. Like you just have to. So like it depends on where you spawn. It depends on if you run the players. Like it's very kind of annoying, grindy thing you gotta just like do. Um, mm-hmm. Assuming I mean now we have the craft, so it's a lot different. But well, the craft uh, of the Ledex you can't do until you've got Lightkeeper and you need to get his book. Oh my god! Wow, yeah, um, I, I'm really yeah. out of touch. <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's kind of painful now like i had that experience <laughs> on labs too right because it's like well because the spawns are set for these items gpsa mcc you just have to rush them you can't just yeah. like wait and go and do it like you can with another quest because by the time you get there everyone's taking them and even if the people don't need them because they're worth like 90k each i can't remember what, what the value is exactly but they're like a lot people take them and then just sell them to the trader because therapist pays like loads of money for them so they're just like hoovered up by everybody so you have to like rush in and go and get them, and it, that's. I mean, it's good for like the first ten minutes of PvP, but after that, you're just like, oh, I may as well just reset. Yeah, because all the spawns are cleared out now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it's just you know he he has this like first ten minutes is impactful unless you're at, and then he goes on to say something to the effect of, "I rat now, I get to get a lot of players," and it's like, again, it's like if you want PvP, it's just not, you know, by your own admission, this is not kind of. I understand it's probably not the PV, the exact type of PvP he's looking for, right? Uh, I mean, I understand that critique. It's the critique is about the emergent gameplay. I get that take. I think that's that's fine as a take, honestly, because it's, it's like we're saying, you know, the systems are making the emergent gameplay suck, and I'm doing the most like effective thing that I can, but mm. it's boring as hell. Yeah, I mean, it's not the it's not for me the and my emergent, you know gameplay yeah like my opponent doesn't even see me and i just have to lie there for 10 minutes 15 minutes before i see anybody but when i do i auto win and they just instantly die because the you know it's too too crazy like i what you know i watched his uh cabbage on head stream thing he's like wearing Mm -hmm. that ridiculous level three helmet with the cabbage thing and he's like lying in this particular place probably everybody knows about it now that the video came out but like teams of two are like right next to him like he's basically just camping outside black room he's like impossible to see because he's just a potted plant Pretty much, and it's like it's it's crazy. They were like oh, people funny. stood right next to him, and he's just like lying there with a weapon hunter. 
It's like it's not even that concealed, but because people are just not used to looking for people like that on labs, and there aren't, there isn't really any vegetation. The very few places where there is some foliage or whatever, you just people just don't see you at all. Yeah, and I and I argued again. There's just a lot of like information to take in. You know what I mean? Like it's like Counter Strike, Valorant. It's like very simple colors and patterns. Yeah, like they do changes on the map to help with visibility. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll do like patches for that stuff. Whereas like Tarkov is just like whatever you get, what you get. So there's just so much to. It's hard. It's extremely hard. Yeah, exactly. Like I've had some kills on interchange, which is like probably just like FPS brain trained. I think there's like there's a scientific <laughs> study about how like FPS players obviously just have the same eyesight as everybody else, but our brains are trained to spot patterns of a particular type right. more so than the average person. And FPS players can spot changes like great like gray on slightly different gray yeah. way better than any other yeah like than people who don't play right it's and like, like eagle obvious, eye. yeah it's like eagle eye and it's like you know interchange i can think of two off the top of my head one where there's like a dude in the in the fog like i'm the bottom one of the escalators i'm just like is that and it's like headshot the guy with the rfb through the through the glass through the fog and kill him and then another one where it's like you know, throw a nade and the guy moves he gets shot up by scavs and because of all the information that they can piece together plus like a little bit of a like fuzzy shadow type thing i end up like shooting the guy there and killing him as well but like through the video compression i'm sure no one could see it other than me and also even if like a regular person was watching there's absolutely no way that they'd know that there was a person there it's like a a combination of like pattern recognition plus also context like knowing the map layout without even being able to see it like the scavs shooting at him so he can't move that way that means he must be in this particular position behind this particular piece of cover like all the piece of information add up, which then score you a kill or whatever. Like it's kind of crazy actually how experience gets you those kind of weird kills that, like, so to the ordinary eye, somebody might actually think that it was suspicious, you know, mm-hmm. if they didn't like if they didn't play EFT or like FPSs. Kind of interesting. Yeah, it's like you'd see those crazy flicks by like pro players, and it's like, uh, dude, that looks like hacks. <laughs> like, yeah. like there's no like you know. It's like very unlikely they're cheating. You know what I mean? It's like it's like uh, it's like a uh, what would you call it? a suspension of disbelief or something? Or you know, it's like I can't believe what I'm seeing. Like there's no way this guy's legit, but like he is legit. But it's also like there's no way. Uh, so that I'll just to speed things up. By uh, so you say by removing FIR, you're basically letting cheaters have items on the map and transfer it. And Tix responds, they do it anyway. Three hundred rounds of BP for fifteen bucks is worse. Than it was before RMT is so easy. So I'll get into that later, but just note, um, yeah, just take a little pin, pin that for now. So then next one, uh, you, so you say you may still reduce impact on actual players, and takes response that the only player that's getting punished is the only player you are only getting punished when we have the cheater in hopes that the changes affect the cheater. The reality is they go to a different method and do the same thing again, which I think is relatively true speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, as I said, I I kind of dislike. I understand what BSG is doing, but I kind of disagree with it. Um, I think I do now. Yeah, I'm I glad just, they tried it, but I think they need to they need to rethink it at this point, mm-hmm. especially some of the stuff that's just more annoying, like we said about item limits and some things like that. Like, like it's not changing anything. Like that's not the way they're doing it either now. Like they just do carry service. So, would you like? 
Well, we're going on a tangent, but like, would you? Can we say the same logic is true for something like just remove the flea market? Because, like, mm-hmm. in one sense, you're changing the game for cheaters, right? But, like, a lot of the problems seem to stem from the flea market. Well, the problems with cheaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, the carry service doesn't really require that, I don't think. You can still sell the stuff to traders. Yeah, I guess it's true. Yeah. I think that used to be the case, and especially with barters. Yeah, oh, you're right. You're right. Um, but I think it's less so now. Uh, okay, so you say passing keys, hideout items, number of items held at once, etc. These things disproportionately hurt players that haven't and haven't... This, these things disproportionately hurt players and haven't hurt RMT that much, seemingly. And Antic says it's made it worse, which I guess we'll like get into that later as well, so put a pin into that. Uh, fun got sucked out of the game. Old market. Uh, cheaters exist regardless. So yeah, okay, so this was a true point like the mark rooms dude oh dude it's so it's so wild to think that back in the day we could hit mark rooms and get like a weapon case and then mm-hmm. you could put weapons inside the weapon case like dude, mm-hmm. we used to like we used to go into raids and we would hit mark room we would get a weapon case and be like all right you have to fill it up we're not leaving this raid till you fill it up and like that was like oh man it's so intense like you know you got all these like guns in there and it's like you didn't know weight system back then it was crazy dude back then but it was so it was so like the it's like extreme Tarkov, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I know. Hard. Ex- My- you got like extreme sports. This is like extreme Tarkov edition. And this is why, this is why people talk about weight system too, being like, mm-hmm. you know, when the, before the weight system, that it didn't matter. You could just take as much stuff out as well. So it's kind of like, why, why do you need another risk reward system to like punish you for taking loot out when like the risk reward is already like keeping all your stuff and go- keeping on going? You know, keep it on yeah. going was kind of the risk in the first place. And I've, like, sort of come around to that a little bit. Like, I understand why they want it in there for, like, realism or whatever. I feel like right. they could relax the weight system and just, like, push up the thresholds quite a bit and it wouldn't, like, negatively affect the game. Like, you can quite easily have spa- lots of space left in your bag and be overweight and, like, hard to move. So. Yeah. I, I think there would be some... Because, like, in one sense, you could argue, like nothing's changed the intensity is still the same but it's just different so like in what sense <laughs> i mean you know it's not entirely true because like the values change right that's the thing. like the value is so different right yeah but like let's okay hypothetically let's say they put the value back in well like now it's even more intense as soon as you loot the weapon case you're instantly overweight you're down to one movement speed it's like dude this is so true. intense <laughs> and then you like yeah, then he just says, now you got five movement speed versus one. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. It's, I, I too kind of, I see what they're saying. It's, it's, I, at the end of the day, I would just like to not have a hyper focus on changing game rules around cheating because they seem to have done, I mean, like there's been so many changes that feels like it revolves around that. Anyways. Uh, so yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, so yeah, fun, fun, okay, yes. So one thing he talks about, like, marking, locking the containers, I think you were talking about that, and, like, Dix thinks BSG hasn't locked the tanker, the container because of sales and marketing. Like, he says he bought EOD for the purpose of, like, rubles per hour, like, when he was first starting out, he sucked to the game. EOD just, like, 
you get more stuff, you get more sash pays, you save money from those methods, you get free stuff, yeah. and you get a bigger container, which means you effectively, especially back then, you would just make more money. <laughs> like, it does yeah. just more GPUs to put in your body. Or you lose less, I guess, as well. It's like you either make more however, or you lose However less, you want to so. look at it, yeah. Same thing, yeah. So, um, I feel like there's a lot of truth to that, and as far as, like, like objectively, I think that's true. But I think there's a lot of truth to why BSG hasn't locked the container. It's because of those reasons. And it's kind of unfortunate, I would say. I can't really I mean, say... slowly getting there. Like, you know, you can't put mags in there. You can't put helmets in there. You can't put guns in there. You can't put MCCs, GPSAs, the rusted bloody key. You know, it's like they're slowly boiling the frog, turning the dial up. Yeah. Bit by bit, rather than I mean... just doing it wholesale. And people accepted that, right? Well, the guns in the containers was just like definitely a giga exploit I know you, could just find, you could just like cause i think you could just use them straight from there and maybe you couldn't i don't I think know you had to yeah. like alt click them in but even still okay, you could just okay. suddenly go i'm a timmy i'm a timmy right. i'm a timmy and then yeah. you're just like just like instant glock and that was like back in the day when the <laughs> epsilon case was actually uh preferable to the gamma because you could get a two by four gun in your pouch. Oh yeah, dude! Wow, that's crazy. The gun was like three by three, right? Whereas you could put yeah. like an RFP in the. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think the RFP even existed when this thing no. was uh, was in. But you know, but you, like, can you could imagine. put a gun like that in there. Yeah. You could have some like pocket rockets. You could have like yeah, drum mag AK with no silence stock. MP7. Like, silence, yeah, like an MP MP five SD or whatever, right? And you it's go like, oh, crazy. don't kill me, I'm a Timmy, and then you just yeah. suddenly you just pull this MP7 out of your butthole. <laughs> just so busted because like you you're like literally risking nothing but now you have like kill potential you know it's like mm. god that's so ah oh, dude if yeah, i play back then i probably would have never in. played tarkov ever again dude i probably <laughs> never probably this game is garbage uh, uh all right so get to the juicy stuff As soon as I figure out... Okay, I'm just going to read this. I don't know who's saying this, but I have in quotes. I'm assuming it's Tiggs. Alright, so... We were good at the game. So we understood how the game worked. The guys at one of these changes were never good at the game. They could never adapt to the game's meta. They always claim you, should be able, you shouldn't be able to chad. This has ruined the game. This isn't COD. They just never adapted. Ever. They literally... Stayed trash the entire time. So I can't remember the context of this, unfortunately. It wasn't me saying that. No. Yeah. <laughs> not surprise, me. surprise. I think this was in a relationship. You know, they don't shift W like us. Red on Bang Gang Can for you life. Imagine? <laughs> imagine. Dude, someone needs to make a meme of like My AI generated. Yeah, AI generated. Do, yeah. <laughs> One stream a week. I have to like do like the, you know, shift, shift W chat. Uh, beef or something so i don't know there's a lot of to unpack here i guess i'll just like <laughs> to not unpack everything <laughs> um i think this was in relationship to like why like basically the game's bad because these people wanted these changes and they said these things and they're just bad and now game more bad and they also are bad because there was like a like, they don't play anymore. It's like... I think you're talking about clean. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> I mean, I got my fair critiques of clean, don't get me wrong. Um, but, I, I don't know, man. It's just... Ah, dude, it's just like... Ah, dude, this take is rough, dude. 
thing is, BSG were always going to do this stuff. I don't, I don't think you can like blame it on streamers, right? Like BSG were always going to put in the weight system. They were always going to put in like you know, maybe, uh, maybe not like some of the other things. I don't know whether like finding raid would have. I, I'm not sure. Like, well, there were there were problems that needed to be fixed. To be fair, like, yeah, people are gonna hatch things about anyway and stuff like that. So, like, they were gonna do something about it. Like inertia. I know the, the I know that the community cried for inertia so much because of jiggle peaking. So, like, maybe BSG wouldn't have changed that without their feedback. That's true. If I'm just yeah. trying to think of like what you know, what did people influence? Like, people definitely influenced inertia being added. Like, you know, you go back. Go back to pre-inertia times. Like this thing, people always forget. People have very short memories about this stuff. Like you go back to pre-inertia times, and every other post on Reddit was about like, look at this, get you know, garbage gameplay, like jiggle peeking mm-hmm. around corners, like every every fight is a coin flip. Right. You know, we need inertia in this game, like instantly. People just like quick peeking. Do you do you remember the old glorious quick peek clips? Yeah. Dude was absolutely insane. He'd just go like, damn, and just like smash a headshot off and like you just couldn't even see him on the other guy's screen it was like yeah. the ultimate like the ultimate end game of right hand peeking but that wasn't even like with net code combined with like speedy peeking on like an intense level it was crazy <laughs> the turkish peak the turks <laughs> i mean that wasn't <laughs> even like movement per se it was just like you know you using the lean system to your advantage how it worked i mean you know now now they like obviously slow that down like, it really has nothing yeah. to do with inertia. They just slowed it down. I mean, it's inertia of leaning, right? It's all, the, it's all it's, part it's of the same not, system. It's not, it doesn't, it doesn't have anything to do with it. They just literally slowed it down. Like, it's, it doesn't matter if you're super heavy or not. It's just unrelated. They just flat out slowed it down. Yes. I mean, in my, in my mind, that's the same thing, though. But it's, it's like, they're two I, I guess that's what you're saying. It's like it's all it's part of the broader like your character has inertia mode. I uh, yeah, I I I said I know what you're saying. That like all movement has an, an a slower acceleration and deceleration in mm-hmm. general in a generality whether that be leaning, walking, stopping, running, whatever whatever it is. Whatever yeah. it is. No, but, I get yeah. what you're saying. But yeah, there was so, people just cried so hard before for it and now inertia's in yeah. now it's just like we hate inertia, inertia so... Well, dude, to be fair, I think BSG is just not very good at implementing stuff, dude. This is also true. Like, I'm... It's like, the new recoil system has got me, you know, well, we'll see. Um, we just know, like, I'm sorry, like, just expect to be able to, like, clip through buildings with the new mounting system. You know what I mean? Just, like, it's gonna... It's, I don't know. Like, I hate, I hate to be, like... Be, oh, you know, BSG sucks, but, you know, at the same time. <laughs> I mean, they have proven themselves not particularly robust in their in their capabilities. I think that's the thing. Like, whenever they implement stuff, they either manage to implement the logic in a sort of slightly perverse way, or the actual, like, coding itself is slightly rough in one mm. way or another. Like, even now with the culling system, you know, there's... I mean, this is more excusable, to be fair, because the maps are complicated, but there's still spots on the streets I see people raising bugs about where you poke your head through and the whole map becomes completely invisible and you can see players and you know all of this kind of thing like that happens in other games too and like the maps are complicated in eft so like that, that's fair enough but yeah things like we've talked about it at all at length scav karma and like changes they've made finding raid like everything you know we've never liked finding raid ever since it first came in but we agree with the outcomes but like there's there's more ways than one to get the outcome that you want like right. which again is partly what this whole video was about in the first place because i was trying to propose some other alternative situations or solutions that do the things they want it to do without 
doing the other things that the collateral damage that comes along with with finding raid but there's just there's so much to it right um yeah and i so, mean they're you know they're a triple a or sorry double a studio in my mind at least they're in pre-production uh yeah i mean there's, there's like I, I get it you know but it's just it's tough when you're you know passionate about the game um so yeah i don't think i have to say much more about that i don't know that was just really rough man uh i'm not gonna do that i'll skip that uh okay so this is an interesting one so tiggs doubts bsg's rmt monitoring uh he mentioned vibins and quattro spans which if we remember sorry i'm smacking my desk while i was probably picking up the microphone you remember the uh, those bands when those happened and the drama around that, um, and he believes the devs were actively watching them and looking for an excuse to ban them to set an example, which is an interesting conspiracy theory. Which I have my own conspiracy theory. You know, um, yes. So my theory is that these players in particular, I know especially Vibin, Quatrace, I'm not positive about but i even especially to often take viewer kits and i suspect based off my own experience that when you drop when people trade items bsg are somehow tracking that in the Mm -hmm. in the game and he probably traded items with someone who was an rmt -er or had previously dealt with rmt or something and is why he got banned and i suspect it wasn't really anything like oh look uh vibe and tv let's ban him i just kind of suspect you know it was just another guy that was checking a box on this list same with quattro's i don't i don't really know either way like i said there's really no thing but that's kind of my thoughts on it yeah i don't know exactly i mean this is the reason why streamers are then worried to take viewer kits because they were like well i can't police like how do i know who's RMT or not, and kind of the word unofficially was like, "Don't worry, you'll be fine." But it's like, if they've done RMT, like, am I still going to get banned? I don't know. I, I can kind of see it because, like, I think some people have continued to take kits now, and just like no one's been banned. So I think maybe, I don't know. I could. I, I'm not sure. I could see it. I don't it, know. It, it honestly, they could go either way. To be honest, I mean, because they were trying to like come up boosting that's... as well, right? At the same time, because it wasn't even RMT, but they didn't like what they were doing anyway, just philosophically. Like BSG just didn't like streamers well, just taking like not constant non-stop viewer kits. Is that true? Because I thought their main issue was like Nikita's advice was don't take kits. Like just like don't take items. Like don't, don't take like items. ridiculous kits. Yeah. And maybe he did have a caveat, like don't take anything expensive or something. Like in the end, it was like just be reasonable and you'll be okay, which is yeah, why I we complained, right? right? Because like they didn't give any hard lines, and it's like, well, if they give any hard lines, then people know the lines to go under. If you're doing right. actual RMT with streamers, it's like, well, we're just not going to take like, kits anymore because we just don't know where the line sits. I mean, if you're giving me three boxes, four boxes of BP, like that's pretty extreme, right? So yeah, it was extreme. Yeah, it would probably look like RMT. If you were watching, yes. anyways, I, point point is we don't really know. Uh, we're not BSG; only they know. So I, based off this, um, oh, and then the final thing is like, 
my conclusion was that like it's clear Tiggs wants players to be around engaging with other players, both the emphasis of movement and not ratting. Because there's notably with like the the argument about they never adapted segment. Like you specifically talking about movement at the time. Mm-hmm. Um so anyways. I what was I gonna say about that? Yeah, I think that's kind of like, which no surprise, right? I think that's kind of like Tiggs's general mindset. Um, so I think most people understood that. Okay, so I looked into RMT. All right, I did it. I looked into it. I was even debating about, am I allowed to say this? Buying some and see what would happen on my alt account. I was gonna. I was thinking about buying some and then just like never logging on. Sorry, launching the launcher. I don't know, actually, because you had to hit start game to see if it'd be banned. Anyways, I, it was something I was thinking about. Like, buy it and then never, like, do the do the dirty business, right? And then and never do, nothing, do yeah. anything and just see what happens. Like, I was kind of curious. Because um, that's kind of my theory. But anyways, I looked into it. And I also looked into my Discord logs where my friend of a friend bought RMT and got banned. And I looked at the date of it. And... It turns out it was oh god where was it where was it where did I put it uh June twenty twenty sorry what am I saying June twentieth twenty twenty and it was likely some days before it then that's um, a long time ago now in like talk office that is a long time ago that's I think that is pre found and raid um if I'm I remember correctly pretty sure it is. Um, so yeah, it was quite a different time back then. No, 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 that's, that's wrong. Actually, no, that's wrong. Cause I remember looking this up. Found and Raid happened on, I need to find it. Where's that? God, my notes look like some crazy scribblings of a wildebeest. I think, okay. Uh, what is that? 05, 28, 20th. Is that May or April? February, March, April, May. May 28th, 2020. Patch 12.6.7526. Yeah, was that That's a found and raid thing? That was, a found, that was the found and raid patch, right? So then, this is, I'm starting to remember it. So my friend comes back. Sorry, friend to friend. <laughs> Gotta keep the distance here. The friend to friend comes back from a long work. You know, he hasn't played. He finds out about found and raid. He hates the system. What does he do? RMT, so you know, maybe, maybe some some credence to some of the critiques uh, given by Tiggs, notably, and others. Um, so, anyways, I thought that was interesting to, to look back up. But I looked at uh, RMT today, and man, it is so sketchy um, because, like, you just have to like trust these people, you know, like they actually have what you're buying. On one sense, like you're not gonna get scammed out of it, you yeah. Know? Like you're not getting an account. Like okay, so you can buy accounts, and some of them are like really questionable. <laughs> There's one of like I saw, I had like a seventy something survival rating, and it was like level fifty. It's like really high level, right? Right. It's, and the like K, KD is like you know thirty. It's like something ridiculous. And it's like, okay, bro. <laughs> like, I'm gonna buy that account and I'm gonna get it's still I mean, by the time I get it, I'm gonna be banned, right? There's just no like I don't it's it's like really questionable how some of these accounts are gotten because 
uh if they're like leveled up via cheating then i just feel like you're you're gonna get banned so who wants to buy that account and these accounts are not cheap like these high level ones they are not cheap at all really yeah it's very expensive hmm. um now the the and they're like and what's crazy too is like they're really like they're only like 28 days old like the account was like just made yeah not, it's i don't know dude. it's really bizarre because like there's a, definitely a market for people to buy these accounts that are legit that haven't been cheated on but have been gotten nebulously you know stolen or mm. otherwise some other method um and those are like cheap like you know 30 bucks ish we'll say um but like some of the ones that are like highly leveled have like all this gear on it you know blah 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 it's just like you know, some of them was like it looked kind of okay. Like, oh yeah, maybe this is a legit account. You know, this the metrics look kind of okay based off my. I'm, maybe I, you know, I don't know what I'm looking at. You know, maybe like if you look at the health, healing stuff, there's something there. I don't know what the average would be, but you know, it's like why would you? I don't know. It's just kind of yeah, remember weird. that weird like statistic people looking into that yeah. dude who'd supposedly gone. Was it Lightkeeper or something? I can't remember. Was it Kappa? I'm, yeah, I'm not sure. It was like Lightkeeper, I think, or something. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. That. And everyone was like, this just makes no sense. The dude's got like, right. you know, 10x less healing XP than like everyone else. He like never gets shot kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just like, dude, I'm going to, if I buy this account, am I not? Like, because I'm paying hundreds of dollars. Am I not going to get just like instantly banned? Because like, it just looks so sussy from me mm. looking at it. But that's the reason I brought up accounts is because the sites typically do like have insurance for accounts, but for like, actual virtual items they don't seem to have insurance for they're like the services you're you're providing so it's a little it's like really sketchy if you're actually going to get what you want but let's assume you do get what you want right so i went through and looked at a couple of different sites and a couple of different offers and there's a lot of interesting stuff because you know you, they have i mean it's like any other business you know you got like customer reviews etc so i looked at the customer reviews for this one in particular and they had like 90 days. Last 90 days was like a 100% positive review, and all time was like 97.23. I was like, okay, you know, that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, 180 orders in the last 90 days with a 98.89% success delivery. Um, and the account was ranked uncommon, which is between 1K and 5K USD monthly transactions. And this rank updates monthly and allows for a two-month protection period before deranking. So, like, if you fail to meet the quota for, like, the next right. two months, and on third month, you, you, you derank. <laughs> and for that ranking, he gets taxed 8% off his transactions. But this, this account was only Tarkov. And, like, all they did was sell... At least, at least as their offers now, all they were selling was like rubles via flea market. Mm -hmm. And for 50 million, well, let's do this backwards. For $50, you could get 50 million rubles. Uh, so $1 equals 1 million. There's a minimum, but whatever, that's the point. And based off my calculations, for to meet that quota uh, for their rank, they were doing around. 20 to 100 10 transactions a month like last month anyways right which is a pretty pretty big range you know it could be very close to a, to 100 but 
I still think that's pretty on the low end. I mean, great, yeah. this, is just, this is just one account, mind you. The other thing, just to like, just to dip in for a second, yeah, one thing that it. sort of almost reassures me in some ways is that those like high level accounts, or whatever, like are really expensive. Because <laughs> yeah. if it was really easy to do, supply and demand would dictate that they would be cheaper, right? Unless like maybe it's just you went on one site that was expensive or whatever. I don't know. But like, if that is the going rate for these things, if it is like hundreds of dollars, it shows that it's not actually as easy as. Like, They'd like to make it out to be three hundred yeah. dollars. Like that's yeah, it's a, it's it's a decent work, I suppose. But yeah, it did, it sort of shows that it's not. Yeah, they're not. It's not like fifty bucks to get you know level fifty account with like a bunch of cash and stuff or whatever. So I guess that's the thing. There is the real risk. These accounts only have a lifetime of like so long before they get banned and stuff. So it's it's all on a ticking time bomb. Yeah, it's, the accounts are really questionable unless you're buying like fresh ones. Because uh, there's definitely a market. There's a lot of those. There's a there's a market for that. So that was one account. Um, in their description, they were working for five years. It's done. They've been doing this for like five years. Only focused on Tarkov. They're so <laughs> dedicated to the product. <laughs> um, because this is important. Because we'll get into the to some of the other ones I looked at, but it's important that they're only with Tarkov. And this one is. They actually go into raid, and so you don't need flea market because some people do it through the flea market, which I think is just if you're going to do that, don't do it that way. Is yeah. my it's unofficial like, what, expensive advice. item, like you, they put them in expensive yeah, item, they, and you buy it from them. Like you have, they'll be like, you're we don't cover that, the surely. cost of the flea. Like you, they want you to sell valuables, like a raven, at like a really mm. high price, but you're still going to get taxed. So you, it's just like, uh, dude, I just. There's like so many negatives to doing through the flea. Um, so, anyways, there's that, um, which I thought was kind of interesting. I looked at the reviews in the month of September, and there was only twelve positive reviews. Now, mind you, I don't know how much that accounts for the twenty to hundred transactions. Um, obviously, there has to be more purchases, at least eight made to meet that quota, right? presumably my mm. point is is like there's not a lot of reviews i don't know how much that actually matters because i don't often leave reviews for everything i purchase right yeah so it's but the one interesting thing as i saw is i saw a lot of duplicates reviews and uh. i started going back now i <laughs> i clicked back a lot of times it would only like display five so i had to click back every time to go to keep going back so I wanted to see the history reviews, right? Because mind you, like this overall, their overall reviews is like ninety-seven percent positive. Mm-hmm. So there's fairly any bad stuff. But I wanted to see the frequency of the reviews being dropped, right? I wanted to see trends and stuff. So as I said, I kept clicking, Giga, and kept clicking and kept scrolling and averaging and counting. So in July 2023, there was 71 positive reviews. Uh, a lot of duplicates, so a lot of like return reviews, or you know, I don't know what that is. And notably, July 20th had dozens of the same user, which is even more interesting. Like, you know, someone's just like buying either buying a lot and reviewing a lot of the same things. You know, maybe oh, it's maybe just, just all faked. 
it's just all faked. I mean, who knows, right? It's a cheating site, right? Like, it's like, so, right. you know, it's like, are you going to trust them? I don't know. I don't I know. know. But maybe there's some incentive, you know, be like, hey, if you leave a good review, I'll throw in an extra 5,000 rubles or, you know, whatever. You know, yeah, whatever. A, a million rubles. Maybe, who knows, you know what I mean? Uh, so now going back further. Now, what's interesting is there's a 71 reviews in July. And uh, there's that period, right? Which I think is around when the wipe happens. So we could see kind of a big spike. Like September is only 12 reviews. Well, it was really late though. This, this is this year, right? Yeah, this year. Then, well, the, the wipe was, uh, that was sort of in the, well, it was in the gear up, but the wipe ended up happening in August, didn't it? Because it was like, went over so long. Oh, good point. Was it the 10th or something? I can't remember now. I honestly don't remember, dude. But it was, yeah, it was super, super, super late. So it ended up not being then. So that would have been like the pre-wipe, like, gear up period. Okay. That's even more interesting then. <laughs> okay. Well, let's continue because I, I haven't actually, I just like, took, but I haven't like fully looked at it and came to any like real conclusions. Mm. So March 7th through 5th, uh, there was this one thing where like it would note that the buyer review was changed by an admin. Which is weird, like insinuating. Like I don't know this. The insinuation is that I went from like a negative view to a positive view via an admin. It's just, it's just weird. Um, and then there's the same user that just like keeps popping up from like the where I mentioned he had dozens in like the month of so June, weird. July. He's now popping up again. Um, okay, so now we're getting to some more interesting stuff. There's a massive gap between February. 20th mm-hmm. to January 19th. Like, there's just a big, there's no data, nothing, just a big gap. So, either like the seller wasn't getting a lot of business or that people uh-huh. weren't reviewing. I don't know, just whatever. And then there's another gap again, January 19th, 2023 to December, wait, no, uh, October 31st, 2022. Just like another weird, like, he just, Came back, did a little business, boom, <laughs> vacations, maybe. I don't know, dude. Weird, Weird. stuff, right? And that's yeah. kind of around the wipe-ish, which is even more odd. I don't know. It's just weird. But again, these are just reviews. These aren't actual anything. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so... Sorry, uh, I was checking on something. <sighs> okay, I'm trying not to go over all of this. It's just a lot. I just went, like I said, I was really chasing the scroll hard. And in the end, the scroll still won. So it picks up. And so basically, now we're in like 2020, right? Um, there's a lot in like April through January of 2020. The same user is back. Like you can only see this first. His first character of his username is capital R, and the last character of his username is one. There's just like asterisks in between. So you could, that's all you see for the reviews is just like one letter at the beginning, one letter at the end. Yeah. But he, this R1 guy just keeps popping up in so many spots and multiple. It's just weird. It just sounds all spurious he, to me. Spurious? What's that mean? Like, it just doesn't even sound like none of these sound real. I, I wouldn't, I don't think there's even anything, <sighs> like, is there any, know, anything dude. to read into any of this? Like, I don't know if it's even sensible data because it just sounds like 
garbage in, you know? It, it could be, but for the sake of it, so I can cope, you know, just let me cope and let me finish. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, same kind of trends in 2021. Um, there's just, do- we're into like dozens territory, okay? Dozens of reviews. Remind you, back in 2023, there was just a lot, like 71. Um, but now we're into like 2021. We're still in the dozens. Um, again, there's some admin review changes on the R1 guy in September 2021. Just another weird thing. So first quarter of 2021, um, seeing, not seeing R1 anymore, but seeing new repeat users. Um, we're still kind of in the dozens. January 2021 into December 2020. Uh, we're seeing much less dozens at best. Picks back up in November 2020. There's a crap ton in September 2020. Maybe 40 to 50 by my estimate. Um, back to dozens in July. Uh, all the way up to July. The 23rd of July 2020. Now there's a new gap from July 2020 to June 29, 2020. And there's less than a dozen. Oh my God, my notes are so awful. Then there's one on May 29th, one on May, sorry, one on April 3rd, one on March the 31st. Again, we're still on the year 2020. Uh, March 15 resumes with dozens. Then there's a gap that jumps to February 19th. Again, dozens. January is dozens. December 2019 is maybe a dozen and a half. November 2019 is a dozens of a S. October 2019 is five reviews. Uh, there's a gap to April 2019, maybe a dozen and a half in that month period. And then another gap to 2018. So, like, the, anything I could say. We're trying to take any of this seriously because I, I was like, okay, I went, I went pretty far back. I'm done. Um, it seems like it kind of has ramped up, but notably, especially after 2019, like in basically drops, like after drops, it started to ramp up. I mean, the player base was a lot more, so kind of makes sense. It kind of makes sense, um, but it was kind of a slow ramp up. Like, there's a little bit. In February and January, there's a big gap, but once you get to the summer, then it's like that's when like the business starts really picking up. And then let's see, when when did we say the FIR change was? Was that March well, no. 2020? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no. May. May. Yeah, May 2020. Uh which is interesting because there is a big based off my so I said there's a gap on oh god this is so hard to because I did it backwards so there's one on May 29th one on April 3rd one on March 3rd which is weird and then after that in June 29th uh we'll just say I'll just jump from July 23rd to June 29th there's less than a dozen, but like prior to the found and rate stuff, there was still a, a low-ish amount, probably a bit more. But then once we start getting into like 2021, the the 
it starts to be in the dozens territory and onwards. So like, it's kind of like how, how I would kind of try to summarize it is there was a little bit of startup drops happened some time passed by there's still in that startup phase FIR changes happen adaption still starting up 2020 sorry 2021 rolls around business is now growing Mm. it's kind of what I'm hitting with I don't know man it it was a it was a giant rabbit hole I went down and uh should I should I continue there's more just a bit more and then I'll be done I promise I just want to know what the conclusions you have I don't I don't know if there's anything to conclude (laughs) Well, maybe we I'm call crazy. it there then. I don't know because I think you've gone slightly mad. I think you've cracked. I think you've entirely cracked. All right, there, there's one more. There's one more. Okay, so same site, new seller. All right, because this is the thing that I was going to mention is a lot of these sellers are not selling just Tarkov. They have businesses in all these other games, like games yeah. I've never even heard of, and they're selling they're like, like accounts, real yeah, accounts, you know, uh, items, coins, currencies, like. I saw one guy was selling uh, Marvel Snap tokens or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, how do I even get that? I don't even understand. <laughs> and then I looked into it. He had to give him my account username, but not my password. Oh. Just my username. I was just like, dude, that's it's just anyways. There's but so I say that to say is like why I looked at that person in particular, because according to them, they were only Tarkov. So the reviews are only from Tarkov, right? If they're legit to begin with. Whereas, like, the other people, I can't really look at the reviews because the reviews there are from, like, all the other businesses they have. You know what I mean? I can't yeah. really trust anything. So, this one person in particular, same site, new seller, they were selling a... I gotta switch the dark mode. They were selling a... This is the one I think Tix posted on his Twitter. Like, three mutants, an RD, and a BP. It's like a bunch of metagear, right? right? And it's, like, $25 for it. Right. And it's like you get maybe three kits and a box full of BP is what it looks mm-hmm. like, which is comes out to like just under 3000 rounds of BP. And it's it's a, it's a thing. You go into raid, they drop you the stuff, whatever. And boom, you know, you did the business. Right. So. What I thought was interesting is a lot of these sellers will have inventory of how much they can sell. Right. So let's say like how much left is available of that stock that you're buying. And the stock is like in the hundreds of thousands, which Mm. if I'm looking to buy BP from someone, I don't actually believe that they have hundreds of thousands of boxes of BPs. Like they don't even fit into the thing. Right. So it's kind of like just this whatever number they throw up there. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't really mean anything like it should in practice. But it, it just means if you want it, we got it, right? Kind of thing. Exactly. It's like, yeah, we can get it to you. But like, anyways. This person, I'm assu- their current stock when I took the screenshot was 999,920 available. Right. So I'm assuming they put their stock as like, uh, yeah, I have a million of these kits, yeah. right? 
this package or whatever, which I you know don't believe, but that lets me know that eighty people have bought this package, mm. presumably, mm. right? If supposed to trust the I website, see the logic. yeah. So you know, uh, I don't know how long this seller's been around or whatever, but I just thought that was kind of interesting. And one last note I have here is I went to a, a completely new site. So the last two were from the same site. This is a completely new site, a new seller, carried service accounts, rubles, and uh, for review, this, this site, I could actually see where the reviews were coming from, like right. what they were reviewing. The other site, I oh, could just I see. see the yeah, reviews, yeah. but I couldn't see what they were actually reviewing, just reviewing the seller in general, which mm-hmm. they could sell anything. This site, I could see what they're actually reviewing, the product. And this one personally had four in the last 30 days from EFT. Four reviews from EFT in the last 30 days. So right. also just like, it just seems like a, like a very low thing, mm. right? Um, I don't know, man. I guess there's... I was thinking about open, cracking open the Wayback Machine and like really looking... Because I, I, just, I just find it really hard to believe that RMT has increased since the founder raid changes. You know, criticism founder raids still remain true, <laughs> but I, I think it genuinely made it more challenging for them to do business. Cause like previously yeah. you could literally just RMT on the flea market. You probably still get banned, but it was so much easier. And you could do it with barters to limit like costs and stuff. It was so easy. Yeah. yeah. And this was like before the tax changes too. Like there's been a lot of like, cumulative changes to really like i mean god giga you can't even drop a key anymore to your buddy he needs to get into a bunkhouse key you can't even drop him a key anymore yeah i feel like that's kind of the point though with rmt and these days in some ways is that it is like kind of limited because like when i I did like a cursory search for it just to see Mm -hmm. and like the stuff that was coming up when i went on is like it sort of looks like rmt to start with but then when you go into the actual site it's like Oh, if you you know whatever you need for your quest, like tank battery, LEDX, GPSA, MCC, whatever it is, like you know we'll just we'll run raids until you find it. And it was all carry service stuff, and I think that's the thing. Like, yeah, RMT has got harder. Like, we I think we all agree on that. To be honest with you, and that's why the carry service is now like the thing because it's so much easier. Because it's like it's yeah, you're partied up. It's like kind of other other than that, it's kind of hard to detect. Like, if the guys keep their stats under control, don't kill anybody. Like they're just looting stuff on the map. It's like, you know, you have to do you'd have to do some like heuristicals, like statistics to say, you know, what's the average player taking out of each raid at this level on these maps, blah blah well, blah, and like compare them to averages and stuff to actually detect that stuff. It's so much harder than like this guy's bought a bandage for fifty million rubles. It's like it's as you say, right? It's so stupid to do this stuff on the flea like yeah. people used to. It's so much harder to detect people doing carry service. It's um, it's tricky. Well, I would imagine you you could just you you see. I would assume BSG would have the foundation set up to where you could see who's queuing with who, like who's matching. So. It's like if you, if you in theory could detect the cheater, then I guess I guess you couldn't. You would have to detect that they were actually doing RMT. That's actually that's a tricky thing, part, like, right? I could part of the cheater and like, not know. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, because it's like you know, detecting cheats is like one thing, right? But if they like. They obviously can't do that most of the time. Well, like, um, there's some, there's, I don't actually really know anything about the, the numbers. So, like, we're just going to say that there's a portion of the time where they can't detect the cheat for whatever reason. So, on that, at that point, you're then like, okay, well, we can't get the guy for cheating, but we have to detect the RMT behavior 
instead, which is where right. the statistics come through. Which I, I mean, they seem to have some of this stuff set up, like yeah, doing stupid stuff through the flea, or maybe mm-hmm. giving people like ridiculous amounts of items. Um, but it is hard to not like flag up false positives. Like, I guess there's certain certain things that to a a, a player, like an experienced player, like warning signs, like a guy's level fifty with a tree backpack, and there's a dude in his party with nothing. Like that for start for a start is like kind of but like you know you could have a legitimate player doing that as well like in theory with his friend who's like level one I guess it's hard to not flag up false positives but I think if you combine all the stats together you could probably find like pretty good statistical likelihood that someone's doing something they shouldn't be doing by adding all these things together presumably that's partly what they're doing with battle eye and stuff I imagine but let me ask you this this cat is a little bit of a tangent but would what would be your price what would you be willing to pay. If I was able to go into raid and guarantee, I, well, what if I was able to guarantee that you would get a found in raid, a uh, far forward converter, and a found in raid vertex for your quest? What would you be willing to pay? Like right? rubles, uh, dollar U.S. dollars, American pesos. What would well, you be? I, I, I wouldn't though. <laughs> if you. All right, because like I'd like, why, change- like. Why would I do that? All right, fine. I have a gun to your head now. How much are you willing to pay? <laughs> uh, if I was going to price it, um, yeah. <laughs> what would that be worth? Probably. Let me think. I'm just trying to like get a bit of an average. Like it's actually probably worth like it depends. It depends on how, what you value your time at. It's, but it's probably worth like. Mm, Let's say I could guarantee it under an, and then in an hour. Let's say. Yeah, I mean, I think it's 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 certainly worth to somebody who's looking for that as a thing, mm-hmm. and they they really want to get it, and they don't want to do it normally. I reckon it's almost certainly worth. Let's say. Hmm, it's probably worth like a hundred bucks. I would say at least, depending on where you value your time. Like, think how long it's going to take. Like, if you go into labs on your own, like, how long is that going to take you? And if you don't want to do that, you're saying, well, I could be doing something else. Like, what's my time worth if I have to run 15 raids or something? Like, how long is that going to take me? Instead, I could just spend Mm -hmm. the money in an hour and then I can go do something else, whatever that might be. Well, I mean, let's... I mean, if you're a student, it's worth less, right? If you're working full-time... And you've got a decent job, like it's worth a bit more. Right. Well, let, let's let's say instead of I can guarantee it under an hour, let's say I can just guarantee that, that we'll get it. I don't know how long it's gonna take us, but I can just guarantee you're gonna get it. Even then there's like a time implication of like the spawn rate. So I don't know how how many raids it would take. And you can cycle quickly if you're if you know that if you can scan the whole map. True, yeah. So it's hmm. probably the same, I would say. Well, I'll just cut to the to the punchline. It was that offer was for like nine USD, I think, nine dollars USD, which is, you know, pretty <laughs> substantial. I guess, man, you you must really like <laughs> value your time. Or maybe, I value my time extremely highly, so that <laughs> that's probably understandable, though. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know, dude. It's um, because that was the other thing I didn't really get into. There was one seller that was like pretty much exclusively selling this weird concept of like quest items, mm. you know, 
Like, there was gunsmith completions that he could drop for you. Like, he was selling, oh, like, quest easy. That's really easy as well, yeah. yeah. And then he would, like, you know what I mean? Like, far, you need the far forward converter for a quest, and so that was, like, bundled with, like, the vertex, and then there was, like, a mm. PKM, like, you'll go to streets and get one for you. It's like, you know, a couple bucks. There's, See, like, like, just a lot of, like, do you, random... How do you take that, right? Like, you're not even transferring lots of stuff. That's what I'm you know? saying, Like, if a guy right? goes into raid, like, you could play a bunch of different labs raids with lots of different people. Like, if it's Vertex, you could go to Lighthouse. Like, you could mix your raids up. You just go in with another guy. Like, so I'll just make sure you put on, like, you know, 6 5 u lay or something. Like, come in with, like, a very basic gun. Like, right. you're not going to die. Don't worry. And then, you know, we just, like, we go around. You loot the item. He leaves the raid. Like, you picks up one or two things. Like, that's like, it's like, how do you detect that, Carrie? Like, it's not like they're killing everyone on the map, giving you a tree bag of loot to leave the raid with. Like, it's just like, it's so different. The guy goes into raid as a duo. Oh, he plays with lots of different people. Okay. Like, what's, what's suspicious about that? Nothing really. Like, does he do, like, ordinarily in raids? And the thing is, like, the only thing that I would say about that is that if you are smart and if you are sophisticated with your statistical analysis on this stuff, these things do come out, right? There's like, the way that different players play, there's like a range in which people play yeah. and different players play different styles. And these people are going to stick out somewhere. It's like the, you know, it's, it's not even, you pass, you pass some guy's stat screen through a filter of experienced players, don't even necessarily need a computer for that. They all mm-hmm. spotted that the healing thing was like super off. Right. If you pass that to like a statistical engine, right. that's done in the right way, like they're gonna, it's going to spot patterns that people aren't even going to spot, right? Or it's going to say, like, these things just don't add up. There's, there's 99.9% mm-hmm. chance that he's going to be cheating. It's like the, the Veritas, I don't know, um, probably heard it at some point, Veritas talking about, like, cheating in chess. And there's, yeah, like, chess.com has, like, yeah, there's, like, a whole bunch of, like, anti-cheating yeah. chess kind of thing, which is all about, like, the statistical probability of somebody, like, playing certain moves. That's, like, the same way. Like, you can't ever really prove that somebody's cheating. Because in chess, you could just have a separate chessboard up, right? You can play your opponent's moves into a computer, and then you can play that computer's moves back at them, you know? But there's like so there's ways that people play at different ELOs, which yes. if they suddenly switch mid-game and they're suddenly making the optimal right. choice every single time and stuff, it's like really blatant. So like there's, there's sim- there are parallels. There must be parallels over with EFT. Um, again, who knows whether they're implementing this stuff or not? I don't know. But uh, there, there will be ways to do it. Which... Are, yeah. For some of these like unobvious things, it's like how many players go in as a duo, they go with other people, they like get the kills, they go in with somebody underleveled every time, like they always pick up an item, they never do, you know, like stuff like this. Like, right. There must be ways of doing it. It's just being sophisticated about it. But Yeah, no, I agree. Um Yeah, I just I mean, I just think it's it was just kind of funny to see this seller in particular selling like random like quest turns in, you know what I mean? It was like it's progression though, like, right? They're selling progression. Yeah, yeah. Ultimately. But it was um, like it's there were so many variations of it, you know. Cause like mm. the most popular ones were like carry. Like I'll yeah. bring in the raid backpack with the four rigs and I'll clear the map out and loot for you. And you'll have, you know, you get you don't really know what you're getting, but you're gonna get all the good stuff is what they're selling. And you know, it's like ten bucks ish or something, but those were the most popular because it makes sense because they're kind of like the most most applicable because like not everyone needs a founder rate far for converter so it's kind of like a really niche thing and i guess my point is like i'm I'm less worried about someone like that because like i could i could do that business myself and not have to cheat you know what i mean like anybody could kind of do that like oh yeah i'm gonna help you do your quests like a sherpa could do it and just charge them like subscribe now to my twitch and I'll do this quest for you, wink, wink. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. 
I, so I don't really know where where that leads me with the whole thing, but I I do feel some peace of mind in that. It seems like the there's a lot of offers, but I don't know if there's actually a lot of transactions actually happening. Was kind of my thoughts about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, I've eaten up plenty of time with that. So, what do you want to do from here? Uh, I'll talk a little bit about about. Uh, oh, I nearly said RMT, then slip of the tongue. Uh, we'll talk about M nine and five a bit. Um, okay. So I've been using the AK101 recently. I went back to labs and I've been using the, talking about GPSA and MCC. I went back to labs and I went back to my tried and tested AK101 build, which I like and did the video about, which is pretty cool. And it's, you know, it's nice and cheap, but it fires like good stuff. Now I was like mulling over previously in like the last wipe where towards the end game, I was basically crafting three types of ammo. I was crafting BP, M905 and M61. And it kind of occurred to me. Yeah. And it kind of occurred to me this wipe. I was like, what am I going to use into the late game? It's just like, okay, I'm not level 45, so I can't get BP. I'm not going to complete Shoot of One in Heaven anytime soon, apparently, as a Tuesday stream <laughs> can testify to. So M905 is basically the only like meta round left that mm. I'm actually able to access. Like I have some BP. I have been using BP a little bit um, from like here and there with my RDs. But once the BP's gone, that's it. It's gone. I'm not getting it at the rate I'm using it. That's for sure when I'm using those guns. Um, even though I'm stacking it with like PP, which is relatively decent, it has made it go further. But because it's now locked behind level 45 and the quest intimidator, you can't get access to it. So I'm just like, really, if I want to you know, get through class five easily, I have to either use M995, which is really the only staple gun. Like this wipe is very much the wipe of 556, I feel, in many ways. 6A1 is at level two. 55A1 is at level three. Workbench three, then you can make M995, which is the only one that goes into all these other decent weapons. Like, what else am I going to use at that point? Like, you, you can branch out into some other, like, weird ammo types. Like, you can use M80, M62 if you want in 762 by 51 But, like, that's, you know, against... Uh, it's not too... Like, M62 is not terrible against Class 5, but, like, M995 goes straight through. It's like, I wonder if it's about... I wonder if it's arguably about the same. Like, I had one moment, which is kind of weird. I actually died to a guy using M995 exclusively in a magazine. And he just like shredded me through this like I can't I'm not sure what it was even some like heater unit or something. Unfortunately, he managed to hit me in the head. But on the post raid screen, I thought he was using like mm, like AP six point three or something, just as like a meme. And I was like, oh, it's M nine and five because he hit me like once in the leg, twice in the arm, once in the stomach, like one in my chest that got absorbed, then like again in my stomach, like more in like. And we took and we took ten shots. The tenth shot was mm. the hit to the head and killed me. But before then, I was just getting like. Just like plink, 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 just damage all over my body, and I was like, "This guy must be using something like really low, low damage," which is true because I'm nine five isn't very much. But if you don't hit them in the thorax or the head, it's not very good now, right. especially with the changes to um, flesh, the black limbs, or, yeah. yeah, the flesh stuff. So if you're dealing low damage, like you are with them nine five, it does make it kind of hard. I think it's forty two damage, which is really not a lot if you're hitting mm -hmm. people in the arm and you're getting what is it? What is it now? You only pass through forty nine percent of the damage, like you're hitting for like twenty one. <laughs> Oof. It's not good when someone's got health pool of like 440. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's intriguing because like 855 is good, but against somebody with class 5 on, it's like a little bit lackluster, especially the really good stuff. Um, so it's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's, it's kind of interesting how I feel like this wipe's just devolved into mainly 556. But like, yeah, I mean, you, you could argue that the high damage from the others is still fine. 
And like people are mentioning in chat, there's some other other ammos like CBJ, which is good, which is kind of like a yeah high damage five five a one. But again, it's still not amazing against class five. There's like there's just not that much like class five busting ammo around now, really. There's like niche stuff like Ash twelve and things, but even right. like SP six, well, I think yeah. you have to. What's uh, I think SP six is locked behind some stupid quest, so that's like kind of annoying to get to. Mm. It's quite interesting. I, I was sort of got quietly surprised. The obviously the 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 large exception to this being 762 by 54, where, I mean, BT's sold out all the time, um, and you can craft <laughs> SMB. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's just constantly sold out. You just can't buy that. It's just like, unless you're there at the reset. And That's same with, so funny. like, MP7 FMJ, which I'm still, I mean, it's the best SMG, I think, arguably. Um, but yeah, like, everything else, it's, uh, and I think that might be one of the reasons why AVT slash SVT is like now becoming super, super powered because as I argued previously, you could deal with class four in many ways. LPS was just one of them. Dealing with class five is a bit of a pain, you know? Whereas if, yeah, and if you can get SMB, and SMB you can find on the map, you can get SMB or a bit of BS or BT or whatever and load it into an SVT, AVT. You can just, you just clean through class five, like no problem. And it's, it's difficult to get that performance elsewhere. Yeah, like M62 is only... 44, 44 pen. Um, like I had the situation with like we basically we ran nine and five the whole time, and I got kind of bored, and mm-hmm. I was like, let's just use an MP7 finally, and um, I came up against a Redoute guy, obviously in the, not in the basement basement area, but the bit down by some of the lifts, and I think I had a twelve hit count, and then got shot in the head and died, and I was <laughs> like, go, like we ran nine nine five the whole freaking like stream. And we did get some kills. And like the one moment I start running FMJ, I just like hit the Redoute guy. He's just got like infinite HP, basically. Like it's, it's so, it was so brutal. So brutal. Um, I'm actually just going to run the calculation because I didn't do it after. I was like, I was too enraged. Yeah, so it's like if you hit all of them to the thorax, it's like mm-hmm. a third. So it's like it's either shot six, seven or eight. It's kind of like a third, a third, a third, very roughly. But you have to hit them all into the thorax, right? So not including any misses, any arm shots, like whatever. So I hit 12 shots, and it's not surprising that the guy didn't die. Whereas M905 against the Redoute, no, no surprise there, it, it kills them in three hits. This is 5A1? No, no, this is 905. No, for the 12 hits. No, that was, that was FMJ, the MP7. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I was like, that's yeah, just that's the best SMG. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. And then I like ran into the Redoute man and was just like, God damn it. I, I just needed to hit him in the head, basically. But with the MP7, right. it's actually not that easy. You'd kind of almost rather have like a P90 with L191 against the Redoute guy, because like at least the recoil is low and you can hit him in the face. Whereas yeah. the MP7 is like, it's a bit wild. It's, it is a bit it's, wild. It's, the recoil's not like, it's not crazy, but it's not that great either. Yeah, you know? it's, it's yeah. No, I I know I know, I know yeah. what you mean. Whereas nine and five, because it's got forty two damage, it never three shots, even if they're unarmored, because you only hit eighty four. You know, so it's always a three hit, but it's a three hit through the reduce as well. Five five a one. Let's see, M eight five five a one. Let's see what that comes out at. Yeah, so five five a one is most of like half of the time it's a four shot, and the rest of the time it's basically like five of the six shot. So again, that's like, that's, it's a lot. It's quite a lot. Yeah. Um, 
CVJ is probably similar. It's got a bit of a better distribution. It's like a quarter of the time you'll three hit them to the chest. A quarter of the time you'll four hit them, and 50% of the time you five hit them. That's because it's got quite good um it's got quite good damage. So that's probably why that's like that. And then yeah, 762 PP is like 50% of the time a five hit. Just like class five is just really good. I think right, class five is really good this way, except for if you're against the SVT and ABT. <laughs> this is the issue. With the exception of uh, the best gun in the game now. <laughs> yeah, it's true though. It's true. Um, I mean, even if you take, let's see, let's just look at LPS. So LPS, yeah, so LPS is like a 63% chance to three hit and redute. LPS, dude. Yeah. LPS. It's simply because of its uh, armor damage and its bend. Yeah. The armor damage on LPS is 78%, extremely high. If you take 762 PS, which you, I think you can buy sometimes now, that's like a 76, that's actually really consistent. That's a 76% chance to three shot someone with a redute on, and one in five times, you two hit them. Because you get the two lucky pen rolls. Like the pen, the pen chance is 40% and then 50%, basically. So if you get the two lucky pen rolls, they just die. <laughs> Even with class five, and this, this is, is crazy. This is why. This is why. Like we've we've restricted even more ammos and added the SVT and AVT. That's the reason we're seeing it more so now, even more so now. And I said this way, like ages ago. Like the SVT and AVT just hasn't changed. The, you just set the ammo up, and the time to kill is the same. Like other guns, you have to invest more money. You have to do crafting of M nine and five. You have to buy this that, and the other. You have to find the AP for like. I can't believe they took the MCX AP round out of the game. Basically. I say out of the game, or everyone always jumps on me when I say out of the game. They took it out of the traders and crafting, so you have to Which find is effectively it in raid out of the only. Game, right? <laughs> it's a unicorn round now. Yeah, right? it's, it's... it's seven and forty level slash you know three three eight Lapua Magnum AP level. Yeah. Um. So the MCX is kind of gone for the late game because that would actually been that would have been quite a, a good round, a good bullet. Yeah, especially considering all the buffs they did to it. Yeah, three hundred AP. Yes, yeah, so that would also be a three hit against. The redute like yeah. nine and five you see so that would have been a good alternative but that's gone so all you can get is the one that's like yeah sort of average of like a four hit i think so yeah i don't know man like it's interesting i've been looking for some other alternatives but i think that then highlighted to me just why people are using this so much because it's rough oh the other one i wanted to do is m62 i wanted to check m62 actually it's like 762 yeah, so it's okay. I mean, that's a three-shot, like... That's a three-shot 75% of the time. And occasionally a two-hit, and occasionally a four-hit. The problem here, though, right? And this is my feeling about it. The difference between M905 or something like CBJ or 855A1 even versus M62 is very different. A three hit with M905 is very different to a three shot with M62, right? Because like the gun that you're going to put it in, right? It's no recoil, but it's like it's semi-auto. You can't just like spray the guy, right? Like the base gun costs more than the AK101 with all of its mods. Yeah, it's just a different value proposition, you know. Like it, and it's for different things. You very rarely see people running non non fully automatic weapons in labs, for example, which is where I took my weapon. Like it's it's good, like the rest of the time for like general gameplay, but um. But those kind of like more sort of CQB, like high octane type maps. The rounds that you can full auto and get a three hit three class five are just going to be better, right? In my opinion. So it's just like, yeah, what, what's the viability of some of these other things? I've not tried the Ash 12 this wipe, but 
M62 is all right. BP is hidden. AP is gone. M995 is craftable. Hmm. Egolnik BS. Got its own problems, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, that... Dude, BS and... Yeah, the, it's just the flesh is so yeah. low. It's awful. Like, 40 flesh for BS and 37 for Egolnik. Like, yeah, the pen is good. 52 and 62. So that's good. But the flesh is even lower. The RPM is even lower. Like, it's the same as the AK-101, but, you know, you can pump up 995 damage, like DPS, by putting it in an M4. 800 versus 650 RPM. Like, it's just, it's just better. Um, like, what are the other alternatives? Like, APM? Not well, sort of. It's, like, so limited in terms of guns. VSS, PAB9? You know, you can craft that. You can barter for BP. In theory, it's boxes of eight. So it's kind of annoying. You have to complete test drive, though. You can craft PAB9. PAB9 is not bad. 62 damage and 48 pen. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, but it's the VSS, Giga. <laughs> I know. So again, it's the VSS. You can't really do anything about the gun. Like APSX, you could put in the MP7, but that's got its own problems because it's the lowest damage bullet in the whole game with 35, so it doesn't even headshot anybody even if they're not wearing a helmet because VSG refuses to remove 5 HP from the head. And then you're down into the SMGs, which just, like, none of these other guns have a bullet above 40 pen. Yeah. Um, so like I, I almost feel like yeah I don't know the viability of some of this like late game stuff has been just minimized down to it's the SVT or you're using M995. Yeah, I mean, how would you? To me. Yeah, I mean, and you're not entirely wrong. I mean, I mean, there's is M61, but you can only get so much of it, right? For crafting M61, and you have to do the quest. You have to do shoot one in heaven. I know. Oh, I know. Oh. I'm, I'm sorry, never I shouldn't M61. have brought it up. I shouldn't have brought it up. It's, it's tra- I'm oh, traumatized. Shit. He's traumatized. Both actions. <laughs> I know. But, but to my, to the point is, I just feel like it's kind of a problem when you have high flesh damage and high armor pin, because it's just like, it's compounding effectiveness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like obvious when I yeah. pick a flesh damage round, like rip ammo, that I'm taking a trade-off, right? It's obvious when I pick a goal nick that i'm taking a trade-off i get less flesh damage but i get more armor pin but when i just get like like the scaling on like these big caliber rounds just like eh, you lose a little bit of damage but you gain a whole armor class of pin it's like it just like keeps getting better and better and at the bottom or like the middle of the pack like lps or m80 they're just like really good it's, yeah. it's like and i just feel like they need to make like make the low the SMGs more viable because again we're trading not only damage like if you want the high pen SMG rounds you you trade damage and you that's the highest you can go so like make them low recoil so they're actually like I can actually hit shots well you know they don't have to be accurate you can keep the accuracy the same but just make them low recoil so like they're because mm. as you said the MP7 I just find like the recoil's too high to where it's like you get the same effectiveness as using like a mutant. So like it's like, yeah, it yeah. shoots slower, but it does more damage and pins faster. So the TTK is basically better or the same as the MP7. Like I don't yeah, know. It, it just Exactly. Like the only argument for the SMGs is like, oh, the RPM is so high, you get more chances at shooting them in the head. That's fair. Yeah. You get, That's you the get only more real roles. argument. <laughs> yeah, you get more rolls for shooting the head. It's all RNG anyway. So like that's why the P90 is good. It's got fifty rolls. 
And the arrow is complete garbage, but no one wears a face shield. So you just get 50 rolls that shoot you in the face. And if you don't shoot them in the face, you lose. Yeah. And with guns like the M1A, the, the SR25, I mean, I understand, you know, there is some gating behind the really, really good stuff. And M80 is not cheap or that accessible. But I mean, they have low, relatively low recoil. And yeah, the SVD is just kind of, I mean, sorry, the SVT is just kind of like, it just feels like you're trading very like you're getting a lot of let me say this you're getting a lot of value for what you're spending that's really where the strength in that gun lies hot t- hot take on the svt <laughs> delete the avt mag 10 rounds max. really i will see i wonder i wonder if maybe i don't know if this is real realistic but what if the only the 15 rounds could go in the avt uh maybe yeah maybe I mean, then, I, it's probably not realistic. So they wouldn't want to do it, but yeah. This is one one more thing I'll say is like with the it's it's AV, AVT versus AVT. It's so weird because you're it's like you're doubling your time to kill, right? So like the SVT versus AVT, they're basically the same price. If anything, the the AVT is cheaper. Yeah, which is insane. But yeah, right, which should change. By the way, <laughs> um, let's make that clear. But uh, you're basically doubling your rate of fire, right? You're going from like 450 to like, is it 800 or 900? It's something stupid. I think it was 750 off off the top of my head, but I'm okay. gonna look it up. It's the highest of that caliber. It's like, 750, yeah. It's more than the SA58, 50 more, not by much. So you're almost doubling your your rate of fire, right? In exchange, what do you lose? Well, you lose the ability to put on the scope. <laughs> Effectively, they have the exact same stats, like mm-hmm. internally and otherwise. So it just feels really weird that it's like that. You know what I mean? Like, imagine, uh, I'm trying to think, like, like the take the TX-15 versus the M4, right? You trade half your uh ttk for better recoil and maybe i don't think you get better accuracy but you get better ergo so you get lower a little bit of lower recoil uh, you know both stat wise and hidden it's not the hidden's not by much if i recall but anyways you you get something right and like we would say that like oh yeah you're you're trading you're effectively trading um ttk for a play style like now you have to play around this limitation of its single fire but you get these minor bonuses to compensate i don't think the bonuses are enough but anyways that's another story my point is like it just feels like the sct is just and avt are just like really like out there like it's so weird how you just like for the cost of practically nothing for the cost of a shitty pu scope you get double your ttk like why would you never not do that like I just, why not just run them both? They're so cheap. It just, there's just gotta be something there they can do to make that. Like we gotta put the realism. I don't care if every privet in Russia has an SVT in their closet. There's gotta be something there, to the wiggle room there, man. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't even. Honestly, I don't even know. I don't even know. Well, I think we've we've hit we've hit an extremely difficult. Weapon to balance, 
outside of just like making it just useless. You could, you know what well, I mean? I wouldn't. Yeah, I would say like accessibility would be like a good starting point, in my opinion. Like if you made the SVT way less accessible, like let's say it's you know whether you increase the price or lower the availability, whatever. But just doing that alone would probably like help a bit. So that way, it's like obviously it's still really good. Now you have to pay more for it, or you can't get it as often. Like something there, you know what I mean? Like it's got to be something. Hmm. Yeah, I don't really know. The thing is, like, I feel that the SVT itself isn't actually too like the SVT is not too bad because it is semi-auto. No, it's pretty. I think, good. The, I think the AVT is like kind of more broken in some ways because it's like even more hyper specialized, like you yeah. said. Yeah. But it's like even better at the thing that it does really oh, yeah. well. Whereas, like with the SVT, like it's you know. It's a semi-auto gun at the end of the day. So, like, yeah, it's it's good, but you still... It's not a hold down the trigger and just, like, go. You have to play around a different limitation, which is arguably the worst limitations. Like, would you rather have the capability to TTK to double your time to kill up close, or would you rather have single fire? It's like the M4 the, the versus the, uh, the TX all over again, right? No one yeah. uses the TX, because the trade-offs aren't even, like, remotely in the same ballpark. You know, you would have to get, like, I don't even know if, like, zero recoil would even... Actually, even if you had zero recoil, you're still, like, half your TTK, so... I don't know, may- maybe then you could have, like, an actual, you know, discussion about, oh, well, the, the Vanshear is, like, now I have a laser beam at 400 RPM at any distance I want, but up close it's worse than the M4 because it's got a little bit of recoil, but now it has... 800 RPM, you know, maybe, maybe then, but yeah. with SVT, there's just like nothing there. It's just literally, it just gets better. You can still single <laughs> fire with it. It just gets better, you know? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. You can't put a, you can't put a scope on it. Sorry. My bad. You can't put a shitty, the, you know, 2.5 optic on it. Yeah. My bad. Exactly. Which is why I think I, I do still think the SVT is probably all right. Kind of. Right. Whereas the ABT is crazy. Like the time that I've used the ABT and I haven't used it for a while. Like you can do the classic Tarkov thing of like just pull down, bro. So you just right. do you know you pull just, down in the first three shots. Yeah. And then you're just like then you're just gunning for right. the next, you know, twelve bullets or something. You're just absolutely ripping into whoever it is that you're facing. And like, yeah, it's only fifteen. And like, yeah, it's seven fifty RPM. So you have to it's, again it's it's kind of situational, but yeah, it costs a teapot, so it's kind of whatever. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's true. It yeah. yeah. I, like I can see why. Like my only together kill this white was with oh, the ABT. Really? Yeah, with LPS against Ima- class six. I mean, I imagine you're probably not alone in that camp. Mm-hmm. It's really good. That's for why that. all the Keller farmers are doing it, right? It's like it's just the min max. Oh yeah, special. of course. And yeah. SVT to be fair with Keller, but against a real player, you want to have full auto, really. Um, yeah, you want to have that higher roll percentage. Yeah. So I feel like I always feel like the SVT is like maybe okay, like. Kind of, because you do take a lot of downsides. But yeah, with the AVT, there's just like there's just something fundamentally different, as you say, about like semi versus. It's an interesting thing. It's like a complete separate thing. Just if you would decrease like the TX's recoil by like fifty percent or something, it would be an interesting one. Yeah, because then it's like, I mean, it's 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 similar to like the SMG argument. It's like you're losing you're losing uh you know damage and pin um for rate you know a little bit more rate of fire um not ttk but a little more rate of fire and like a you know a little bit less recoil it just feels like the gaps the the trade-offs are 
a bit skewed that don't really make sense. Um, yeah, but- I think like the AVT is almost even just like as well, just just buffed too because of the way that like point, point file works in Tarkov as well. So you don't oh, really yeah. even need to ADS. Like, so having the scope doesn't even matter. Right. Oh, I don't know, man. There's so much to it. It's hard. And then, yeah, yeah. there's very few alternatives now. And, so I, and I could the whole see. Thing is tricky. I could see the logic in your suggestion. Just lower the limit to just delete the 15 round mags because then it's like i'll make it finding raid or something like just you know you yeah. can find the you can yeah, find the mag but it's yeah. just finding raid only yeah okay it's like it's completely cracked so you should make it finding raid only don't don't put it on prapple 3 or whatever stupid place it is <laughs> yeah just, there's gotta be i mean i'm i'm sure it'll get around in it. a full auto is like different that's that's hard you know yeah. One of the reasons why the Vep Hunter kind of sucks, but everyone just uses the 15 rounder in the SVT or the AVT, and it's that's one of the reasons why it ends up being like usable. Yeah, I mean, I mean, theoretically, you know, you only need two hits to land, the, you know, if you use the right ammo to to kill them in the thorax. So the 10 rounds, I mean, it's five sure, kills. but like, you know, there's a reason why all the top players use 60 rounders rather than 30s on an M4. Of course, yeah, more is better. Yeah. yeah. Again, the trade offs are. Again, trade-offs, Giga, you know, if you can compensate for that ergo, or if you just don't ADS, then who cares about ergo, right? Yeah. It's Some people are saying, like, switch the hidden stats. Like, it's probably not a terrible idea. That's, that's honestly, it honestly surprised me they didn't have any different hidden stats. They have the exact same. Yeah. That was really mm-hmm. surprising to me. Because really... that's usually not the case. Historically, actually, they don't really do that. Okay. It's better than the SPD. Better than the M1A. It's basically in line with the G28. That should just be really low. It shouldn't be middle of the pack. It should be worse than the SVT, right? There's no way that the, the hidden stats on the SVT and the AVT should be better than the SVD and the M1A at stock. There's just no way. Yeah, why? Like, why the hell is that the case? I don't know. I can't really provide any rhyme or reason. Doesn't make sense. And the camera recall is so different. Again, like, this is one of the issues, though. It's like, I kind of don't want them to do it because it's just like, oh, we'll make it, we'll, we'll balance it by making it feel bad like, like every other gun. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, they're just like, how about let's buff all the other guns so that they all feel good? Yeah. Let's. Well, like, uh, I don't know, man. Let's just cope for the recoil rework. Because let's just cope. For oh that. god. Yeah. So, uh, was there anything else you want to say? Because I'll nope. wrap it up here quickly. So I just got one quick last thing I want to say. Um, someone in your Discord, Giga, pinged you and I about some. Uh, oh, I saw this Tarkov. The bait, the sort. I'll just briefly, we won't get into it too much, but it's basically a community-driven Tarkov mod that has server support using Magic: The Gathering backend servers. Which I'm just like, what the heck is that? And it's supposed to be like this, like competitive Tarkov, bring back the twelve, uh, sorry, the eleven point six days, whatever the you know labs wipe mains patch was. And it's kind of funny on a meta HK, you know, all of that. <laughs> yeah, it's got it's really funny. I looked at it, you know, it's just, it's just kind of funny watching, but it's definitely uh, a very um, one of the things that BSG is very against. Um, like, there's kind of this weird. My understanding is they're kind of like tentatively okay with single player Tarkov, but once you start getting into multiplayer territory, that's where they really start taking the issue. All right. Um, so this kind of like brand does that and it's yeah. It's I don't know. There's there's like that's just it's just weird. I, I there's so much I could say about it. I'll maybe save it for another time. 
it looked, and, yeah, uh, it sort of looked a bit interesting, but like unless it's got progression and things in it, then people won't want to play it, right? Like it's just gonna be a small subset of labs, Chad, people yeah. who want to play, but like without the progression and it being connected to the main game, I'm just not sure if it's really got the same like vibe. Yeah, I mean for them I could totally see why they would want to play that and uh, you know, I don't think I would be particularly interested in playing it. I mean, maybe just to oh, yeah. relive the the old days, but yeah. But like, did we really enjoy the old days that much on Labs? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I still maintain that inertia is like, the concept is a good thing, but like, just the old movement was just so broken, dude. It was just, it was like even more coin flippy than before, because you could just, there's a video about this on somewhere I was watching um, about like tracking. Like, it's just impossible to like predict tracking. I think it was about like, aim assist but it's just like impossible to, to predict tracking um when there's like an instant change in direction because mm-hmm. you have to like see that change and you have to react to it whereas like a much more gradual change in direction that gives you that buffer time to actually like track it and then if you can't if the buffer times can't overlap it just makes for a much better like experience whereas like the old ways it was there was no buffer and it was literally like the strat was to spam E and or sorry A and D, and like you can mix it up a bit to throw them off. But it just it was so coin flippy, you know. It's just it's just not good. And I think how it is now is like bad, but conceptually, I think it's the right idea. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just the classic thing of acceleration right it's like if you can track the acceleration of the person then you can predict where they're going to go but if it's instantaneous then you just you simply cannot yeah, yeah. that's it yeah, and, yeah. and um yeah i'll probably talk about uh next week once i actually okay. dabbled into some more single player stuff but cool for now but yeah i guess i guess like yeah just like a quick quick couple of minutes before we end i'll I've been playing a bit of Warhammer 40,000 Darktide off stream mm-hmm. with a couple okay. of mates. You know, I have my, my friends group who we often play Dota or whatever, but uh, right now I'm definitely on like a Dota hiatus just simply because we're like, when can I play? Like, I, you know, I'm busy in the day, so I can't play then if I try to play at right. night. Like, so we're having, you know, our, our youngest is having some like issues sleeping and stuff. So I need to help my wife at like short notice randomly and like, Dota just isn't compatible with that, right? It's just not the way. Um, to be fair, like, yeah, well, there's just there's no real penalty for leaving some of these other games. Like, you know, Dark Tide takes a certain amount of time, like 20 minutes or half an hour for a game or whatever. But, you know, you don't, it's not competitive in the same way. So you don't lose anything really other than like screwing your team. But I'm with all three friends who understand the situation. So it doesn't matter. But I'm actually having surprising the. I don't really know what I expected. Let's put it that way. Like, I'm a, I'm a 40k fan in general. I used to collect as a teenager. Um, I actually ended up selling my entire collection to a friend who is like still an avid like tabletop gamer, actually. But I sold all of my stuff to him uh, when probably when I was about 17 because I was just playing a lot more PC games and not really that interested in doing tabletop. It was like too slow paced for me. I just didn't really I just didn't really want to do it anymore. I wasn't really interested in the painting side. I was interested in the rules and the game as opposed to like any of the hobby hobby craft stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, I don't, you know, I, I'm not sure why I'm playing this now. So I'm like, I like the Warhammer universe and, and that kind of thing, but I'm, I don't, I'm, you know, I'm not an active participant in it. 
So when when the guys were like, oh, you should get Dark Tide, I was kind of like, mm, what is it? And a friend described it to me as like Left for Dead combined with Borderlands, mm. which I was like, huh, okay, that kind of makes sense. And we used to play a lot of Left for Dead, actually. We played like a ton. More so the first one. We did play a bit of Left 4 Dead 2, but Left 4 Dead, the first game, we played so much. It was it was our game. Actually, this is like kind of a funny story. We actually had Left 4 Dead like ruined for us because we saw it played competitively at one of the lands that we went to. Uh... And like it's one of those games where So some games flourish in the competitive scene. There's lots of stuff you could do. In our opinion, at least, as non-pros, Left 4 Dead is a game that gets just like dissolved down to like the lowest common denominator, and you basically just crawl around the map as a, as a team of four. And it's just like the game's just the end game is just like it's it solves at like a very specific point that's just like not fun. And once we'd seen it, we were just like, oh man, I'm not sure if we can ever get back from this. It's terrible. So, but anyway, like Left 4 Dead and and Dark Tide, for that matter, for those who haven't played, is basically you play as a team of and you have to go from there's like different things you have to do but you basically go from one place to another place and there's like hordes of enemies you have to defeat and there's different tiers of enemies there's like um sort of specialist ones like mini like sort of boss type ones um as you go through it like harder or whatever if somebody gets knocked down you can get them back up again but you can only get picked back up so many times um and it's kind of like team orientated now the only unfortunate thing about dark tide is that you can't play as the um, like the uh, evil, like the enemy team. You could in mm. Left 4 Dead, which was actually really fun. So you got yeah. you spawned in as like some of the specialist characters on um, in Left 4 Dead, trying to play against the survivors. So you can't do that in Dark Tide, which is slightly unfortunate. But even still, um, I'm actually having a lot of fun with it because it seems to me like when I played. So you know, I talked about like Diablo 4 that I played relatively recently. Was quite disappointed by, and I think it was because it's almost like come full circle, right? Like Path of Exile was influenced by Diablo in the first place but built upon it path of exile has kind of like taken on a, on a mind of its or sort of life of its own and become like a very like hyper competitive um, arpg so that's sort of become like the meta of like arpgs diablo's kind of like then jumped on the back of that and they've also kind of done the same thing with like their skill trees and paragon points and all this stuff like it gets completely crazy hmm. but for me like i remember like diablo 2 and the simplicity of that and like yeah there was like there was kooky stuff you could do in there but like the basic skill trees there was flaws with the game, sure. But the basic skill trees were like pretty they were pretty obvious. They weren't really that complicated. And I didn't really like play D2 to like sweat the game in like an insane way, like not until like the end game. And the same thing is gonna be with Dark Tide for me. Now I found like D4 was just like someone as someone who wants to play D4 casually, the skill tree for me is just like it's just it's way too much. And I like looking into this stuff normally, but it's just way too much. And it's there's too many mechanics and it's so confusing as to what you do. And I've actually heard like, you know, Veritas talking about this, where some certain mechanics end up being really important just because of the way the maths works. It's all, it's very mathematical and all calculations and things. And that's fine if you want to like turbo sweat it, but I don't want to turbo sweat those games. And so Dark Tide for me is that perfect balance of like ARPG skill trees, because it does have a skill tree and a leveling system. You go from level one to 30 and you take a different path down for your character. You can respect whenever you want for free. So you can have lots of different builds and try different stuff out. And, um, but it's not so complicated that, like, I, I'm looking at it just being like, I can't even make sense of like right. what I'm supposed to do here, right? Like, I can see you have like some different interesting builds that obviously synergize together, and then you've got like your weapons as well that you can pick. So you've got a different melee weapon, range weapon, um, and like a special like stat item or, or something. And so these things like combine together like in interesting ways, so that you're trying to cover all bases. You've got like the close range, like against waves of of mobs. You're like you're trying like you're basically trying to solve the classic like almost ARPG type problem 
like if I get hoarded by like a wave of like low health enemies, but there's like a hundred of them, how do I kill them? If I come up against an individual single target that's gonna, you know, that has tons of health, like how do I kill that? It's that it's that kind of thing, and like trying to get the balance right between not taking all wave clear, but then you can't defeat the boss versus being able to kill the boss, but the wave comes and kills you. So it's yeah, it's intriguing. So it's got that it's got that to it. Plus it's got the whole like borderlandsy sort of like other you know, tiered loot system of like okay. white, blue, green, um, orange with different ro- like the ARPG Dif- thing of like the different roles within mm. each stat. So there's like different roles. You can go to the merchants and upgrade different parts. So the end game is there, but you don't necessarily need to engage with that like right away. And it just feels like it just feels quite nicely balanced. Like you can play the game just fine without feeling like you have to like min max everything. But then obviously at the top level of play, you're then going to have to like start getting the good weapons, rolling them up to the highest, the highest, like, you know, getting good rolls on them and that kind of thing. So it's like got a really cool selection of mechanics. That I wasn't expecting it to have. And it's actually really enjoyable. It's like one of the first games I've had in quite a while, especially multiplayer that I thought like, oh, I, I you know, I can't wait till this evening to like play. Like Battlebit, I had that somewhat. Um, but I actually feel like more like this with, and I really enjoyed Battlebit, but, and I still play it from time to time, but I actually feel more like this with Dark Tide. I think it's because the progression system is like stronger. It's got that kind of dopamine of like going up the levels. Yeah, like you get, you get right. skill points and you could, like you're looking to see what's next. Whereas on, on Battlebit, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm waiting till I get to level 70 so I can lock this other gun that's balanced to perfection and is kind of mm-hmm. the same as all the others. Like I'm not going to suddenly mean. perform way better with these, with this new, with the Scar H, for example, than I was with. Yeah, the AK-12 that I had previously. It's like, yeah, it's different, but it's not any better. Whereas in this, it's like I'm going up the levels and I'm getting more skill points. So I can then, I can, my builds can get more complicated, like piece by exactly, piece. And it yeah. builds up, like you, at the beginning, you only have three, so you can have to pick. And then you're reading like, what's next? You slowly build it up piece by piece by piece until you're making like, you know, relatively complicated builds and sort of figuring out on your own. So it feels like really organic in that way to like just progress. And it feels great, right? It feels really good to do. So I'm having a lot more fun with it than I thought I would. And uh it's, it's cool. I, th- I think so. It's been out for a while. And I think the reason why people have come back to it now is there was a big balance update. I think like mm. I had a couple of friends who played it when it first came out and they said that it was quite lackluster. Some stuff was like quite unbalanced. I think there were some bugs and things, but they've done an, a big overhaul of the whole game. And um, it's like a lot, a lot of the things do seem pretty, pretty well balanced now. It's. Um, there's like big downsides to taking, you know, the, the super, super powerful weapons. It's like if you take the bolt gun and most things just explode in one hit. But the reload is huge on it and it doesn't have that much ammo. So you like end up running out of ammo all the time. You're like trying to find ammo constantly for it. Um, and I think it's got like mobility penalties and stuff too. So there's like, there's downsides to everything. So that, and, you know, that's what I like in games, you know? Well, right. What we always talk about in these things, it's like there's got to be pros and cons to, to everything. Um, you mean like there's not an ABT? Problems. No, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So there's like got to be ways to solve the issues. Like, um, I was having we were having problems as a group with ranged units at distance. Mm-hmm. Even the ranged abilities that I had, because I'm I'm playing the Psyker. Even the ranged abilities I had are not very accurate, and so it was actually really hard to pick them off. Um, and most of the other guys are like short to medium range. So I ended up like picking up this um this Laz gun, which is really high damage and is like a it's like a DMR basically in in the Warhammer universe. And so I've got that now. So when there's like a sniper at distance, I can just like headshot them from like miles away, which is great. So that like covers that other base that we were struggling with as a team. So it's, it's really good. It's really good. And it's got that sort of almost like MOBA element to it as well, because there's like four of you. There's four different classes. We're playing one of, as each class just to kind of like role play it and just see a bit of each thing. But you could do like two of one and, you know, two individuals. You could have like two of the same class. Like it doesn't mean you could have all four of the same class if you want. So it's, 
it's like there's like a team composition element to it as well, like synergies between the different characters. So it's like, yeah, it's like Left 4 Dead with like synergies, synergies too. There's like, there's so much to it that I'm actually, I'm actually kind of enjoying it. It's like one of the first games I've come across recently where I'm like, I could, like, I can almost feel myself wanting to make a video about it. Oh, which is very interesting. Well, now like, it's really doing something. <laughs> I, I went into the, I went into the test environment because there's a test environment there with every enemy type. And I was oh, like, that's cool. just, they and I was just like trying to, yeah, I was just trying to like figure stuff out. And I was like shooting this one guy in the head. I was like, that's like this super armored guy. So he's got this crazy armor in his head. But I realized, and I didn't, I didn't appreciate this at first, that different mobs and different enemies have different pieces of armor on different parts of their body. And some of them, like there is actually like, you have to sort of identify in the moment, like what type of armor they have and what weapon you have, and what, what it's good against. Cause the different weapons are good against different types of armor. So if the guy's got the helmet on his head, you can actually shoot him in the body and he's only wearing flak on his body. So you end up killing him quicker than shooting him in the head, for example. So there's like carapace armor, flak armor, unarmored, and the different mobs have like different health. And it's like, it's actually really complicated. I was like, huh, okay. I can see myself getting lost in this. And like all the weapons have different stats and perks and abilities and whatever. But like, as I said, it doesn't feel overwhelming. Um, and the gameplay is, is actually pretty fun. Like even though it's, it, it feels like, it feels like Diablo 4 in some ways. It's like lots of waves of like PVE with specialist enemies and, and sort of mini bosses. But Diablo 4 felt like really boring to play for me. Whereas this feels like so good. And sometimes it gets incredibly frenetic. There's like stuff all around you. You're just like trying to hack them away. That's why it kind of feels a bit like Left 4 Dead to play. Because um, you just get swarmed. The whole, the whole idea of the campaign is like you're the forces of the Imperium versus uh, the Nurgle faction of Chaos. So there's like plagued people it's like they're almost zombie like right it's like it's so close to leopard dead in many ways um and then the 40k like world and the universe is mm -hmm. really cool it's like you know dark gothic which is amazing and the environments are amazing the shit that you start on is like crazy and the soundtrack's really good too and there's like when when shit goes down the soundtrack gets like starts like pumping oh, I love and you're, that. Like, you're, like, you're like gun in it's like it's it's really really cool so i'm actually having a blast with dark tide i think it's really awesome i haven't found too many big problems with it as of yet um one main issue that i find is that like shooting is just a bit weird and in very interestingly it has a very similar recoil system to tarkov on the full auto guns the guns really? the guns the guns raise up and then they stay at the same place i was like huh i've seen this before Do they come back down no they well, just stay you, in the no, no they do they do once you let go of shooting yeah okay so it's basically the same system that we have it's a little We've got, bit like, different We've got like character auto control. No, it's, it's it is maybe I've maybe I've not described it the same way, but it, it's basically the same recall system we have. So you fire it, goes like, does up, the and then character it stays control the... it. Like like does he actually bring it back down? Oh, I see question. what you mean. Yeah, no, okay, no, no, it do, it doesn't drop afterwards. It it goes. Okay. It's like the it's like the new recall. Yeah, you're right. It's like the new recall system. So it like okay. it goes full auto, goes up to a point, and then stops. Yeah. So you basically pull down, and then you just leave it there. Okay, but um, but it do, it's not a competitive game in that sense anyway because sure. it's all PVE, so like it matters a bit less. But I was interested when I was in the because I never really noticed. I was like, oh, I just suddenly thought to myself, like, I wonder what the recoil is like in this game because mm -hmm. um, you don't actually do necessarily that much shooting. There's like there is some, but it's like a mixture of all things. Um, and I was like, oh, let me just try it out. And I was like, huh, interesting. But yeah, shooting the recoil is weird. I find it on some guns is a little bit glitchy. There's one that I was trying out, and when I when I fired, it went like up and then back down and up and back down. But if I fired and tried to control it, it would like jerk weirdly. It, like there's something slightly buggy about it, which is a bit weird. Hmm. Um, in semi, the semi auto seems fine, but like some of the yeah, some of the full auto guns seem a bit like I don't know. There seemed to be something slightly buggy about it. But but like other than that, 
everything's oh yeah the only other the only other thing about it is that sometimes there's like there's some like input clash between certain things i'm finding it like occasionally very difficult to get off like a special ability um you have to basically be pressing nothing else. Like if your character's like oh, doing anything, that. it won't go. It doesn't even go off the next like the next possible opportunity. It just doesn't just doesn't go. Which is really irritating. I actually find that quite annoying. Um so other than that, other than that, it's it's good, I would say. So there's a few, you know, there's a few minor complaints I have. But like, yeah, all the progression systems and stuff so far feel pretty good. Like I've not played I've not played a ton, but it's it's captured me for the time being, I will say. It's cool. I'm enjoying, like, would I play it on my own? Mm. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I might play, like, I'm, I'm usually quite off playing with, like, a team of other people, but I think there is VoIP in the game, but there's just no, there's no, like, what would you say? What What's the word incentive? for this? There's sort of an incentive, I guess, but there's there's no, like, the community's just, they just they just don't do that. Nobody uses it. Maybe because it wasn't super incentivized. You can also use ping markers to do pretty much everything that you need to to say. Um, and probably because it's a much more casual game, so yeah, you don't necessarily take it that seriously. Right. Um, so, and so you just you know you don't need to like sweat it over the mic to tell exactly. that idiot to get over here and you know he's ruining it because he hasn't seen the meta strat on YouTube or whatever. <laughs> right. Which is it, some things are very good. A good thing that it's not like that right yeah who wants to play a casual game and then some guy's like oh my god you guys you're not doing this strat follow me i know the strat guys over here that's just serious you know it's like yeah i mean there are obviously like best builds and like things to do but right. it almost feels like going back to the the oldie days of playing because i haven't watched any youtube videos like i'm just figuring it out like i always like to do it like that anyway like half mm-hmm. the fun is trying to figure this stuff out myself rather than just like yeah try and you know just find some cookie cutter guide and just like follow that like i I never like to do that really um but because it's non-competitive i'm not playing against other people who are doing that so it doesn't feel necessary right which is really cool um and so it feels yeah it feels a little bit like going back to you know the old days of gaming which is neat so yeah playing a bit more of that um if it if it develops a bit more if there's more stuff to it i'll have to tell you how the end game goes i think i'm only you can get to level 30 i'm about halfway i'm about level 14 or something like that so we'll see played like 10 hours so far and it's cool i think you can see us playing it for you know quite a bit longer like dota's just so hard for us all to get together and play these days with all of our time commitments and whatever like this is much easier just like dip in play a match and and then jump and it's not as devastating if there's only three of us (laughs) Yeah. Uh, unlike playing with two randoms in Dota 2, heaven forbid. But uh, no, it's cool. It's cool. And actually, one final thing about it the voice lines between the characters is actually really funny. It's got pretty good dialogue. You do start to hear the same stuff over and over, but it is quite entertaining. Um, so, overall, great game so far. Yeah, Honestly, it sounds like, like I'm it. enjoying it. Yeah, it's like a let off steam kind of game for sure. But it's 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 cool. It's like got all the elements that I'm interested in without being like too sweaty, which is excellent. Cool. I have it for you. You get a uh, side game to play around with mm-hmm. until uh, we get some of that sweet sweet Tarkov arena, right? Exactly. Soon TM. <laughs> Soon we don't TM. have much time left before the end of the year, so we'll see. I mean, imagine that it'll. You know, now that they're showcasing this tournament tomorrow, 
right well uh i guess we'll expect it soon ish ish yeah exactly we'll see cool well i think that's going to conclude today's episode as always thanks everyone for tuning in appreciate support Remember to subscribe on the YouTube channel if you prefer that platform. And as always, we'll catch you next week. Catch you later.